Hey guys, welcome to this episode of the Crack Brain Podcast. Couple things before we go and get started with this week's episode. Uh, I just want to say, first of all, thank you to everyone that came out uh, over to Pop Culture Convention uh, last weekend. It was really fun being able to see uh, quite a few of you guys uh, out over there. You know, it's always fun to be able to go and kind of hang out. So, uh, like I said, I wanted to definitely say thank you to everyone that was that was there. Sorry if myself or any anyone else on the crack brain team uh, missed you guys while we were there we kind of all over the place uh, but I definitely want to go and, uh, and and give gigantic kudos out over to Brandon Carly and Candace for their amazing cosplays they did uh, Brandon and Carly were in their agent Washington agent Carolina cosplays and then I am blinking out exactly on what Candace was dressed as but of course she looked fantastic um, so uh, yeah like I said I had a really really great time that was my first pop culture convention um it was really kind of small but still a really cool kind of like a, a hangout and um my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law were actually vendors there and uh, made the comment that basically the con was hey look it's stefan and his friends because yeah we, we were loud and and it, it was a whole lot of fun so uh, i do know that we got some really cool videos and some really cool pictures those will be hitting the site um um, and uh, and YouTube soon. Uh, we're just sort of working on getting those uh, edited. So, like I said, had a really great time there. Um, in other news, uh, as far as conventions go, um, I definitely want to make sure that uh, that these two announcements are well. These two acknowledgments are made. Um, I don't know. Um, if I will be going out over to Salt Lake Gaming Con, but I'm going to be doing my best uh, to go and get all of us, or at least just a few of us, uh, out over there. It seems like a really, really cool convention. I made sure to go and reach out uh, a little bit late, but hopefully we can go and get some some sort of involvement. And with that being said, my goal is to finish my Halo cosplay uh, by, by then. So I have just a bit over 20 days um, I got my, uh, my last, um, bracer done. I started working on some new, uh, shin armor, and then I basically just have, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the thighs to go and do, and then as far as the hands and feet, I'm going to be, uh, hopefully printing those off, um, pretty soon too. So hopefully that should be up and running by then. Uh, if I'm right, gaming con is, I believe July 6th through the 7th. So I hope to go and see you all there. Uh, I hope to go as well. So that should be a whole lot of fun. But if you miss us over at, uh, over at Salt Lake gaming con, because you're not local to Salt Lake, we are planning on going to, uh, RTX Austin, Texas. Uh, that's been kind of a dream for all of us uh, all five of us as rooster teeth fans so we we will be going out over there uh during august uh we've already got our passes we've already got all the arrangements set up to go it's going to be a whole lot of fun that's what the halo cosplays are ultimately for um and what i want to say is if you are local to the specifically more the austin area um and you would like to have an episode of the podcast feel free to go and reach out um you can either uh, email at crackedbraincosplay at gmail.com you can submit via the website uh if you just go to the home page uh 
thecrackedbrain.com. You'll see over to the over in the menu bar it says podcast guest sign up. You guys can go and do it there, um, or feel free to just uh, DM me over on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, either one, either the Cracked Brain Cost Pod uh, accounts or the Cracked Brain uh, accounts. So, uh, like I said, I want to be able to go and give that uh, out to as many people that might be interested. I've already got a few lined up that I'm really excited about. Uh, but again, like I said, if you're if you're not local out over here, but you are to the Austin area or just going to be attending RTX Austin, feel free to go and reach out, and I will make sure to go and set that up. And in last bit of news, at least for now, um, I kind of made a post about this earlier uh, as a story on Instagram, but um, the hosting fees for podcasting are actually getting pretty, pretty big, especially with having my own website. Um, most of the podcasting services are relatively cheap comparatively, but as soon as we start getting into extra content, um, hosting your own website, things kind of rack up. So, um, I didn't want to go and do this for a long time, but I'm kind of prompted a little bit now. Uh, we're going to try to make it work, but, uh, within the next week or so, I will be making a cracked brain uh, Patreon, so that you know that that will be happening. Uh, I'm planning on offering at least two extra podcast episodes a month. Um, definitely do some behind the scenes as far as cracked brain videos are concerned. I might post a couple of either short stories or things uh, that I kind of write there. You know, just just as kind of as many things as possible. So, um, like I said, I I wanted to kind of stay out of that realm for as long as possible, but. It, you know, like I said, things are kind of expensive just hosting, you know, hosting everything. And I want to be able to give as much free content as possible. Um, so, you know, my goal is always to make, you know, the regular podcast always free to go and make sure that you guys aren't, you know, paying for anything over on YouTube. But, you know, like I said, kind of running and operating things is, is getting a bit expensive as well as the mixer is kind of going out. You know, I am, trying to make it available for for a lot of different people and with transporting it back and forth some things are kind of not going to lose so that will not only keep the podcast you know lights on but that'll also make sure that the equipment that we have for the podcast and everything else is top uh, is top shelf so uh so like i said kind of look look out for that i'm gonna try to keep things as as easy going as possible um but you know i would definitely love to see uh to see your guys' support there hey okay so now that all of that has gotten through um let's get into this week's episode which i'm going to tell you guys right now i don't really remember this episode. Um, I've been able to edit it a few times since re since uh, Brandon and Kelly and I recorded this, but it's been at least a solid two weeks since I since I last listened to the edit. Um, I remember us having a ridiculous amount of fun. This is a longer episode, so I will tell you guys this much: it is recorded off my phone, so some areas are definitely going to be kind of difficult to hear i'm sorry for that uh we were recording right around the table and then in true us fashion you know we got up and walked around the room and kind of had some fun most of that is more towards the end of the podcast anyway but like i said i you know anytime you put all three of us together 
we we have a stupid good time um so you know if you're unfamiliar you know with with either of the two you shouldn't be unfamiliar with brandon he's part of the crack brain crew he's running all the youtube uh, but you know he does have his personal uh cosplay page as woodpecker cosplay and then kelly pointer as a salt lake city green arrow one of the most fantastic cosplay uh, advocates that we have locally um as well as just you know honestly one of the best cosplay advocates that i know at all um not only is kelly uh, a strong advocate for body sensitivity uh, i'm sorry uh, body positivity um but also you know just sort of positivity in general and you know one of the one of the great things about kelly is when when he does travel out to a con it's never the typical let me stand behind a booth and take pictures he's one of the most interactive cosplayers uh at a convention that i've ever known and he's always looking to go and bring uh, a new experience so that way you know he's he's able to add to the con not just by his presence but be able to add to the fun so i would recommend uh recommend you all if you're not following uh kelly pointer so salt lake city green arrow or slc green arrow definitely go and do that on instagram facebook and twitter um also if you're not you know it's like even if you are local but if you want them to come out to a con please let your your convention events coordinator know um i would love to see kelly traveling to every single con that there is imaginable um he is one of the most diehard comic book fans uh, especially in the dc universe that i've ever known you know so he is he is someone that i am fully in his corner and you know, I want to be able to see him go to great lengths as far as, you know, as far as where he can take not only his skills, uh, but just sort of his message to everywhere. So, uh, sorry for that long introduction, but like I said, I absolutely love both of these two guys. So, definitely have some fun. Sit back and check out this week's episode with Salt Lake City Green Arrow and Woodpecker Cosplay. Like it's, yeah. Are you showing our... I don't know. Am I allowed to show what's going on in the arrow cave? People this don't. Isn't the arrow cave. This is my wife's. <laughs> the arrow cave's over here. It's literally my office. This is my wife's work studio. So what do we call this? Oh. Pinpoint FX HQ. Yeah, there you go. Pinpoint FX HQ. That's exactly what we call it. I love looking at You're her welcome. pictures. I need to get some more from her. Oh, these? Well, yeah, the ones she's made. I got them hanging up. I was so proud of her. So she did free comic book day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she crushed it, dude. First Ooh. of all, did you have you seen her Wonder Woman? You haven't seen her Wonder dude, Woman? No. It's good. So she's she has her art that she does. Mm-hmm. And then which is Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, and Elvira up there. The other ones are other fan art pieces that we've bought. Um But so she's like, I'm going to start doing, like, for my art, I want to do, like, kind of zoomed in pieces. So if it's a portrait, instead of it being, like, seeing it like this, mm-hmm. we want it, I want it to be like this so you can see, like, textures on the skin, texture Ooh. in the beard, like, really close detail on, like, That's good. the eyes and stuff like that. All right. So she did a Wonder Woman for the thing, and it turned out amazing. I gotta find it. This is like the greatest live stream ever. Yes. Oh. 
<laughs> got to work the camera angles. Five guys living in a house by themselves. MTV presents. Oh, God, no. No, <laughs> All right. no that or ABC <laughs> Family. So this was the first one she did, and it's Tim Curry from Rocky Horror Picture Show. And she really, really was super excited to do, like, the skin textures. And as a makeup artist, which she's trained to do, she was like, I was super excited because when you zoom in, you can see, like, he was having an allergic reaction on his upper lip right mm-hmm. here. Yeah. Or they had, just, right they had just shaved him. And then he was having, a, like, maybe, like, razor burn or something. And mm-hmm. so that's where that texture came from. And then she was like, well, clearly we got to do Momoa because he's the new hotness. So she did Aquaman Momoa. And, like, she wasn't very excited about it. And I'm sitting there going, like, I wish I could draw a quarter mm. of, of this right and then this was the wonder woman that she did and it i thought it turned out amazing i loved the, i was watching that the last background night. and then the hair like shining like reflecting some of the color so but dude like it the little girls at free conflict they ate it up and she did so well and for her it was kind of a confidence booster because she's sitting there going like i didn't think anybody want my stuff and it's like i I tell you all the time you're good. And she's like, yeah, but you're biased and it doesn't count. <laughs> I'm also not going to let you go out there like and look like a total doofus with right. like, really bad art. I'm going to say, hey, you should probably change this or work on this. Like, mm-hmm. If they've got sloth eyes from the Goonie because you somehow put an eye down on his cheek, I'd tell you that. I'm not going to go, that's great, honey. Like as doing like voiceover work. I'd hate it if somebody like sugarcoated their feedback mm. on my voiceover work. Don't don't tell me what you think I want to hear. Tell me what's going to make me better. Yeah, it's like especially when you're in a production and it's like, okay, well great. I'm going to have to stick with this performance and if this performance stinks, yeah. Ultimately, that's actually hurting me. And do you want know you know who's not going to sugarcoat it for you? The fans. Yeah. <laughs> no, well that or in professional. Professional yeah. not going to sugarcoat it for you. You're going to go in there and a voice director's going to be like, "Yeah, that's terrible. Don't do that." And then you're going to be like, oh, well, my family said it was green. Right. Tell me. Tell me I sound like a goop. Tell me to do this. Don't. Whatever. Right. No, well, I don't have experience with voice acting, so. It's, you will. You will. <laughs> I have one line. Quite a bit. No, you've, you've got way more than one line. Um, one well, line done multiple ways. A million different ways. Right. All right. Now, 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 that was fantastic, but can I hear with a little bit more anger behind it? Give me some anger. Oh, you're No, I like that. <laughs> All right. So, so, so I love the idea that he's been living in a dungeon. So clearly, he's got sinus problems. But can you do it a little bit clearer and more angry? More angry. You laugh. This was fun. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. I know. Okay. I like that. Now I want you to. Now can you instead of going, hey you guys, I want you to go, hey you guys, drop it down. I want. I want it dropping at the bottom. I want it dropping. Hey, you guys. That's it! That's it! I love it! Go ahead and leave the cans there. Come on in. Oh, I dropped the tomato. In We're not going to need an ADR. We're not going to need the ADR. Perfection. Perfection. The most humbling experience in the entire world was the first time I did a professional job. And even though they liked all my reads, they had me read each sentence like four times. And yep. I thought I just was so bad. Yep. So I remember one of the one of the gigs that I did where did all of my reads, and then I was like, okay, um, so question, do you have anything after this? No. Do you mind doing the sides of uh, of two other people really quick? Did all theirs? Like, okay, now change your voice here. Did that? Did that? Did that? Heard it later on a local spot. And I was like, that's all my voice. Oh no! <laughs> I only got paid for one. Yeah, basically. <laughs> that's I guess. 
So you have like voice ABC or voice one, two, three or whatever they are ABC. where you can like one, two, three, do auditions three. over the internet and send them in. And I guess one of the problems they've been having is the people liking the auditions and then just taking them. Yep. And it's like, so you got to actually like break it up in parts from your audition so they can't just use it. And it's oh. like, oh, that's, that's terrifying. That's one of the first things that when someone went and there was a, the voiceover artist of Utah or something like that. It's a Facebook group. I pop on there every now and then. I need to join it. And that was one of the things that, like, everyone was like, oh, okay, go and submit, submit, submit. And I looked and I was like, guys, guaranteed someone's going to get screwed over on this thing. Yeah. All right. You're going to go Straight and up. do it, an, it. Like, you're going to do a full performance. You're not going to realize that, you know, that basically your sound, your audio engineer is just sitting there recording the entire thing and going, well, you Thanks just gave me audition. a performance. Awesome. Thank you. We'll take what we can. We'll call you later. No. Mm-mm. No. That's Mm-mm. why I don't audition for stuff. That's right. You just happen to know people that are in productions and they just bring you along. <laughs> yeah. Is that why you're called your 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 one read peck too? What what? You get one read out of me, that's it. <laughs> I don't care if I coughed and cleared my throat. <clears> throat> that was perfect. Have you guys Look here, <clears throat> Jane. Perfect. That's exact my guy. I'm has... giving the character dimension. <laughs> Not That's not even the line. line. We're trying You're to like, get you to say drink orange soda. <laughs> drink orange soda. I got me some orange soda. There you go. <laughs> Actually, I do. I well, what is squirt really? It's 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 grapefruit. Yeah, grapefruit. It's a grapefruit. Yeah. I got grapefruit soda. Oh, getting back on the art. Okay. Okay. Tanish, did you did you let him know the piece that that I had asked you about? Uh, mhm. Did the, I? The I don't Green, remember the what it Green is, Lantern but... one. Yeah. I don't remember. Oh. You told me that he wanted you to do a commission of Green Lantern. Oh oh yeah yeah, yeah the artwork yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah. Oh dude, dude, I've been thinking way too much on this. I still want to make a like like I I want to do like a live action skit of this really really bad what is it i can't remember she did tell me but i don't remember what it is i know it's it was it's like it was that same thing that we had talked about that day which is lethal weapon but with green lantern john stewart is danny (laughs) Danny glover Glover. (laughs) and hal jordan that would be great i'm getting too old for this stuff (laughs) as soon as you said it then my brain just went like oh oh i I like this too much (laughs) yeah I know what it's like to get old. No. <laughs> You're not there yet. You're still in your twenties. Yep. That's true. <laughs> as soon as you, as soon as your age starts with a three, you wake up and your ankle just hurts. You wake up and your back just hurts. My knee that's, randomly started hurting today. I don't know why. Th- that's already a thing for me. <laughs> well, when you get to your thirties, you're screwed. Be so much more. <laughs> yeah. If you're already feeling gnarly, then it's like, going like, to get worse from here. Like, ibuprofen is going to be your salt and pepper for everything you eat. Okay? <laughs> Would you like some fresh cracked ibuprofen? Uh, yeah. Tell okay. me when. But I go through like two 120 count liquid Advil, Advil things mm-hmm. a month. because I don't like the liquid Advil. I feel like they work after. But... Yeah. Well, that's because she also like pokes them and like shoots them. Right. Up the nose. <laughs> there, uh... I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> well, you tried doing it with pixie sticks a while ago. You're gonna have <laughs> you're gonna have ibuprofen coming out of a Pez dispenser. <laughs> All right, 
I'm ready to rock. No, that, you know what? That probably will be me, especially next month, as trying to do the whole, like, workout thing. That, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> yeah, getting getting back into, like, I'm working out again. My body hurts. See, <laughs> let me put it this way. I am healthier now than I ever was in my 20s. Yeah. yeah. And you look fantastic. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, you are, ah! you are fantastic. No, because I've lost <laughs> two inches around my waist. Atta boy. Yeah, like, well, I guess it's, I've kept it off for like a month, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, you are so wet. She was outside. Context, the dog just came in. (laughs) (laughs) No. You you are, like, soaking wet. Oh, my gosh. She was outside in the rain because she just finished her lamb stew. Oh. There you go. No, but, well, this is the thing. It's a new job. I sit and lift all the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm on feet. No. You have no idea what's going on behind you. No, My I dog do. is literally just jumping on her back hind legs. Like, hey, hey, pay attention to me. So give me that's things. another thing too is I, I gave up drinking. Yeah, that was a big thing too. You, it's amazing how much just eliminating that one thing will mm-hmm. do for you. So many empty calories. No. Well, it's like it's empty calories. It's unnecessary sugars. Mm-hmm. Everything just sort of sticks, no. and especially with like if it's beer or anything, those are starches and just yeah, you know that that's why it's like. Oh. One of my sewing pins just went out my fingernail. Ooh. Ooh. I like every. You're gonna have this one thing. Ooh. Oh, did no. you explain to your audience what I was doing and why I'm like. I'm cutting out material for a, a purse I'm making. Oh, by the way, everybody, this is my wife that's on here. Hi. We haven't actually introduced her. That's Tannis. We haven't introduced ourselves yet either. <laughs> this is the Crack Brain Podcast. No one gets introduced until 25 minutes in. Yeah, that's something I remember from the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I used to have that. the record for what? I don't know what it was, but someone it, beat me. It was like an I think it was mm-hmm. about, no, it was 40 minutes because mm-hmm. the new record is an hour and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> But she's making purses, handbags, backpacks, backpacks, packs, fan packs, um, messenger, messenger bags, totes, whatever. I know they look so cool. What, what was the 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 pop pack? There we go. <laughs> it's gonna be like a toddler like backpack for like dads that have to carry everything. Geek dads that don't want to carry around like. Baby elephants. Pastel and, colored diaper bags and yeah. crap like that. Sorry, that's Winnie. Name Sorry, we didn't, we didn't introduce our dog. My dog Winnie's here. That's what's wet. That is what's wet. <laughs> it took me a long time when it was a post you had that was like, you, you called the dog Monster Face. Monster Face. I had no idea what you were talking about. Monster Face. For a long time, so I'm like, is it like a, a toy or something underneath the dog? Or? No, no, the dog herself is okay. a monster. She's a monster dog because she's a Bouvier, and she's nine months almost, and weighs about 80 pounds. Yeah. Uh, full so grown, fluffy, she'll be though. about 110 pounds. So fluffy. I love this dog. She's, she's a good girl. Awesome. I call her Monster Face because she has a big furry face, she has a big beard, and when she drinks water, mm-hmm. she comes up to you right afterwards, and is like, hi! <laughs> and just gets like all this water all over you, and you're like, this is gross, thank and you. Women, that's what it's like. To have a beard on men's yeah everything gets trapped my baby understands it and if you look at stefan this is what it's like yeah s'mores are the devil oh s'mores are 
Right in your mustache, well, though? Mm, no. You can't get it out. You can't get that out. You, You're going to you have need... to go just, like, wash your face. Like, even that, it's a struggle. Yeah. Like, trying to get it out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, driving to your place, I, I was laughing at the name of this complex. I was laughing my head off. Can, do you know which one it is? Heading to the state? Flashpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I go past. I start laughing my head off, and then all of a sudden there's a you know a hundred yard drop. Yeah. There's the giant. There's the giant hill that you like, don't go down if it's snowing. No. Like when no. Tan and I first moved here from California, our we didn't have a vehicle with all wheel drive or four wheel drive. We mm-hmm. had the our traverse has I think our traverse has has either front or back. I don't know. And I'm going to say yeah. the wrong one and then somebody on your... That's not true. I work for... <laughs> I don't care. And the front is more capable in adverse weather. Not then. It's probably rear. I don't know. But yeah, either way, it, either it's way, not... It sucks. It sucks. Mm-hmm. So we were living actually up by the Flashpoint complex at the time, but my parents lived down this way. Mm-hmm. And so we it, like we went to the grocery store. There was nothing. We're not used to Utah weather either. So we went to the grocery store. There was nothing really happening. We come out and there's already like three inches of snow. We're like, what the frick? So no, we weren't. We were in there for like maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was like this big snowstorm that just blew in. And up in the Highland area, it gets nasty anyways, like really fast. And so um, we're like, all right, we got to get to my parents' house. How are we going to do this? And we kind of like, we're like, maybe we can make it before the hill gets too bad. And already people are turning around that have like big old trucks. Like, I'm not going to take this hill. Mm. And there was like, we like, you know, you see like there's cars that are stuck down there. And we're like, yeah, yeah we're going to go ahead and turn around too. We're not going to try this. So we'd go down a little bit and like find some back roads that were a little more. Uh, Luckily, Utah's on the grid. Uh, and so you can get somewhere. It's not the same for California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we really didn't get lost. It was just. Yeah. Well, you know, it took my us hill forever to get forever. home though. You know, my hill, my hill is actually a big pain. Like, if you don't have a thing, yeah, you is. can't get up to my house mm-hmm. when it's snowing. Yeah, it, it's – your your hill definitely, like – it's one of the only reasons why most of the time when I do take my truck up over there – I turned around if I'm not double dipping. Yeah. <laughs> it's, how dare you? It's like putting your whole mouth Privilege. in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Stick my tongue in there. My ranch. <laughs> I just got the scene from – what is it? Uh, not another scary movie two or something like that. The dude with the weird fingers. Oh, not another stone. scary movie. Scary movie two. It's, it's just a scary movie. I. D- but they were also what, saying. What are the two words in there that make it where I don't see it? Scary and movie. <laughs> not another. Take my strong hand. Like, <laughs> you stuck in the turkey? No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the dibs. I or yeah. Never mind. It's it's bad, but it's it's funny movie of times. It's it is. I'm just I'm just moving on. <laughs> they point out that the, the it's always the white people that want to separate. <laughs> it, it's always it's it's always the white people that want to go in the freaky house. And anyway, let's investigate. Let's oh. not. And it's always that white is an people alarm that for you. trip for randomly mm-hmm. oh. on nothing. Mm-hmm. Was there any way from that? That what we were talking about. No, we gotta we gotta shoot a little birthday. <laughs> Hey, Winnie, don't be a butthead. Little message. Yeah, so one of my one of my little one of my little followers, she's uh she loves my Green Arrow and she loves Green Arrow period. Mm-hmm. And so she's uh it's her birthday tomorrow, and so we're gonna go ahead and I need to shoot her like a little video and put it up on my story and stuff like that and wish her like a happy birthday and stuff. And I don't know, I'll have to see what. Maybe I have a little bit. I, I've got so much DC crap and. 
Green Arrow things. Maybe I'll send her a little care package or something. Would Pepper Cosplay start as a live video? That Watch was a while ago. Yes. <laughs> Watch it before it ends. I, just I saw ended my, that. My, uh, Timely notifications. <laughs> right? I just read check my notifications. Like, no, I've been sitting here waiting for. I will put you upstairs. Uh, some boots for my Washington cosplay mm-hmm. going through, and just like get notifications from Amazon. It's like, oh, your 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 package is eight stops away. Why are they started doing that? And and I pull up GPS and it shows me where it's at. Mm-hmm. So now I can go to that people's house and take their package if I was so criminally inclined. Why aren't they using drones if it's coming from Amazon? <laughs> this is Utah. They shoot it down. So you Washington boots? No, no. That the, the the Halo armor I showed you. Oh, okay. The guy's yeah. name is Agent Washington. Oh, I thought you were doing George Washington. I was like, no, George Washington. <laughs> Do George Washington. Oh, he's got an idea. This is an idea. Can you do like a mech suit, George Washington? A mech suit? George Washington in a mech suit. Winnie. Yes. Why are we like making him a reservoir? Does he need to go across the water, Delaware River at Christmas? We're up. We had a we had a thing going on. A couple just, of... I, I want Gundam. I want Gundam presidents. <laughs> okay, you know I've got so much on my plate right now. We'll do it next year. 3D print like a Gundam face, George Washington. <laughs> I wanted to do something called the Dead President Society, where it's all the dead presidents hanging out. And in a coffin or something? Just No, just like oh, hanging out like in the afterlife. Out. But they've all got like certain things like uh, JFK is a zombie. you know. Mm-hmm. Or JFK. Yeah. Washington's a vampire, but the problem is he's got wooden teeth, so that's, that's, the, <laughs> that's where the problem is. Can't bite his lip or he... George W. Bush is there, but he's in like a sheet, like a ghost sheet, like over him. He's like, boo, guys, I'm here. They're like, you're not, you're not allowed to be here yet. He's like, but I just want to hang out. He's like, no, get out of here, George. <laughs> oh, shoot, Hattie. I just want to be here. I'll be back. <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt's like, he, like, he's got, his brain has been put into like the body of a bear. He's just this giant bear with like the hat and little monocle. Because he's Teddy. Bully! Teddy bear. <laughs> Part of me was just thinking like, okay, t- Teddy Roosevelt would actually be a werewolf that was mad that he's a werewolf because he wants to be a bear. Maybe he's a werebear. Werebear! 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 Man bear pig. Man bear pig. Man bear pig. Man bear pig. He's half man, half bear, half pig. No, I've been quoting South Park all day. Because <laughs> one of the customers' names that we were delivering to today was Klein. So I was like, God damn it, Klein. <laughs> oh, I haven't caught up on South Park in a long time. I have, same here, but I was just saying, I was saying that all day. It's been about 10 years for me, so. Well, Klein was there 10 years ago. Pretty and literally, that, that customer had problems. I've never watched it willingly. <laughs> so, but you have watched it. I love the stipulation, willingly. <laughs> yeah. It's not my favorite. I'm going to start using that phrase, willingly. Yeah, I've done it willingly. I went to JCW's, not willingly. I'm not going to say that because I want to keep breathing on this planet. Just don't say it to particular people. I'm going to say it to someone and I'm going to see what their reaction is. Well, they don't. They won't listen to this episode, so you can guess them by surprise. That's very true. <laughs> or just do it before this episode comes out. I, I, know, someone else, I know someone else I'll say it to. <laughs> they listen to it. No! Every episode. <laughs> so, no. how about them jazz? <laughs> let's, 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 I don't know. <laughs> okay, so, you're going to Denver. Are we actually podcasting yes, now? Oh. Dude, this has been recording. Me. I know. You have so much editing to do. I'm excited. 
Then you don't want to talk about Denver? Well, fine. Okay. <laughs> you want to talk about hard cut. That's what we do in our videos. It's like, pick Boom. up. Pick up. <clears throat> I'm going to sit here. <laughs> write down the numbers. Write down where we're at. <laughs> Brandon's giving me work. Edit out my dog barking like a jerk. It, no, 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 that's ambiance. <laughs> that I'm providing ambulance. That's not no, that's not the right word. It's ambiance, not Between ambulance. Between the dog, me going, ah, damn, every time I poke my finger. <laughs> One thing you remember, like, if you, you got re, re listen to these while you're doing it, you still don't do that, do you? What? re-listen to the episode no i I actually re-listen to a lot of them my problem is, is that i re-listen to them like when i'm already too tired so thus the edit goes like and i'm gonna <laughs> yeah that's how it is like say something oh can we not say that yet <laughs> <laughs> trust me there, there will be notes that i that that will be given soon as far as <laughs> hey i'm not saying my line yeah. I don't remember. You don't remember what my line is? I don't remember. It's one line. I have one job on the ship, and I'm going to do it. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it. Okay. I never said it was stupid, but I'm like, I have one job. Okay, now, <coughs> resume. This is not your podcast. <laughs> I don't think we ever stopped. He's still going to actually rewrite the number down. Yeah, 24 or whatever it was, it didn't write anymore. It's all right. The 21 that I can sit there and that at least lets me know, like, okay, listen for something right around 21. <laughs> Are you going to remember what it was? No, that's half the fun. <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about. Keyword Denver. <laughs> See, he wants to know about uh, about the trip to Denver. You guys going to Denver? No. We're, we're, okay, so we know that we're going to Texas. Texas. Ooh, I heard about that. Yeah, it's like, so looking forward to Texas. And then the only other trip this year after Texas is Idaho. Idaho. So, are you going to Idaho too? Are you going to mm-hmm. come? I think so. I'm going to try and get that uh, Dark Flash made, like, this next week. Yes. So I'm just going to have it commissioned. I don't have time to build it myself. <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm in that. It's like I'm gonna. I don't that. have time. That's fine. That's two two Halo armors is two My Halo armors is, is is enough and. I got. Look at my I'm, wife. I'm go. like going crazy. <laughs> You're like, can, can you? I wife. Can you? <laughs> Unless you want to do it. Do you want to make me a dark flash? No. Say no. You're you're busy. You're busy. That's very true. <laughs> See. I still have a Green Arrow commission and two commissions for Joni. Um, Three. Three. I win. Three. I'm gonna go back yeah. and get doing it. So I want to get that started. Do get it. My Dark Flash. It's gonna be so cool. What's Dark Flash? Walter West. You come on. The let me pull him up. I could have sworn you. Is this from you, a TV show? No, this is a comic book. Walter West is a different dimension of Wally West, who lost yeah. uh, Linda from. You know who'd know about this, William? Was this during, like, the Jeff Johns era? Um, yes, it was Jeff Johns. Okay. No, no. Yeah, Jeff Johns. Can I just throw this out there? Everybody says they love Barry Allen, but I'm the only one that seems to think that's not true. Like, I, it's Wally West in mine. Yes. 
like everything you love about Barry are all Wally traits. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. And if you disagree with me, then go ahead and keep your opinion to yourself. You're not on a podcast talking about it, so I don't really care. Well, especially for the years before they actually brought Barry back. Barry back. Yeah. When Mozo was like, oh, yeah, I've been reading, you know, Flash for like the last five years. It's like, you've been reading a whole <laughs> lot of what? It's good! Jeez. <laughs> I was in here trying to snap carrots. We are, uh... Keep my dog quiet. Um, but that's the thing is like most people, most people don't know anything about the Flash aside from the TV show, which is fine. Yeah. Okay, okay. I love how obscure your characters are that you're doing. It's, right? It's my favorite. I Alchemy. See. I love your fuzzy hooded old school Captain Cold. I need to redo his gun, his cold gun. It's old. What happened to it? It's just old and faded. Oh. It still works like a charm. The belt is falling apart. But yeah, Walter West, it was shoot. I can't remember which villain. Um, one of the magician ones. Like, actually killed Linda. Linda. And so, and he kind of went berserk. He's got a scar and, like, white eye right there. Okay. So, but he's got a really cool costume. Well, see, and that's all the cool stuff that, like, like you could get that, that silver material, too, that if somebody uses a flash, it lights up. Yeah, like does Will's it. hat. Yeah, like Will's hat, yeah. That's what so, I was, like, talking about, because I wanted to do that. That was the whole point. I, I, like, so, going off this, I feel like a lot of what people know, as far as, like, not, not everybody, but, like, mainstream the mainstream masses know what's been on CW, and there's nothing wrong with being into those characters. Mm -hmm. But a lot of the traits, I think, even from like, let's be honest, the movie, like that, everything about that character was Wally West. It was not Barry Allen. And except for well, Crime Lab, but they were both things. So yeah, and it's just like, but it's like, I, it's just one of those things like, yeah, he is my favorite. It's like, well, technically, if you really look Wally. at it, your favorite's Wally, but mm -hmm. you just don't know this. Like, Kid Flash in Young Justice, amazing. By the way, how terrible of a, of a Green Arrow fan am I? Alan, okay, am I saying this right? Is it Tudic? Is that mm -hmm. how you say his last name? Okay, yep. then I'm not an idiot. Good. I don't want to embarrass <laughs> myself on your, your podcast. But so, <laughs> he's the voice of Green Arrow in Injustice too, And he's mm -hmm. amazing. I love it. Also the voice of Green Arrow in Young Justice. I didn't know that. Yep. That was not like a big thing that they made notice because those weren't the main characters. Right. But that makes sense and why they carried over, and I love it even more now. So now I'm kind of like, maybe if I don't get, because there's some things going on with, um, the like, new shows coming up. Yeah, the new shows coming up, and I'm super excited about it. Season three. So, um, and we'll, we can talk about the the DC universe television oh, yeah. stuff. Oh yeah. But. We were going to do Injustice 2 for Denver. I don't know if we're going to have time. And honestly, it's a very form-fitting cosplay. Mm -hmm. And with how much money would go into it, if things go the way they do, where I'm going to have um, possibly skin removal surgery from the weight loss and things like that, yeah. I don't want to have to remake the uniform. Uh, and that's like, true. I don't want to have to remake yeah. the uniform. So uh, we, may, <laughs> we may hold off on it until everything there gets resolved. And I may debut it at another con i don't know it, but just i have the 3d printed pieces and they look really cool but there's that the a the top for that has a lot of leather looking things involved and so i don't want to have to make two tops within six months of each other where one's going to have to be obsolete essentially exactly so but with with young justice what i might do is i might wind up doing because i had started the quiver and stuff i might wind up actually just finishing that and then doing the Young Justice and then meeting Alan at Denver because he's going to be there um, and like kind of doing a photo op with him there since that is him. I hope that they do revive, like, I hope he comes back and plays that role. <laughs> sure.
I, I when he w- agrees, when he uh, we're just gonna say every bark is an agreement. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, <laughs> like I think I hope that they revive him as that character, and I I because there was so much that was left. It was yeah, it's like it was, it was it was left completely unanswered so far as far as I can remember. Like the it's messed up, but like the one character that I spent most of the time, you know, like investigating and whatnot, <clears throat> called her on. I want to say that was it Carrot Carrie Pie. I'm blanking on his last name. No, it starts with a P. Um, but. I know that he's planning on coming back. He's the same guy that does Beast Boy, and he does... Uh, he does... Cy- does he do Beast Boy? No, not Beast Boy, I'm sorry. Uh, you're right, Cyborg. Yeah, it's like, I know, it's like, I know he does Cyborg for Teen Titans, and... Wasn't he also Ezekiel in the Walking yeah, Dead? He's, he's yeah, Ezekiel, Ezekiel in Walking Dead. So like, I love him, I thought he was great. Oh, he's so good. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that, you know, but... That was one of the only bit of casting that I've been able to see that was like, oh, okay, that's... They haven't released a lot in. of stuff, which is kind of surprising. You'd think you'd be hyping it more. Uh-huh. And I know that they... Wally come back. I know. They left that right off. Yeah. There, so they're like, he's gone. Artemis, in the at least in the... So we've seen some lineup shots. Mm-hmm. We know that Black Lightning's there. Mm-hmm. We know... Or not Black Lightning. Uh, Static Shock. There you go. Uh, we know we've seen... Um, uh, Beast Boy, we've seen. They have Arsenal, but she's in. Or yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, Artemis. Sorry. Yeah, Artemis. Artemis, but she's in red, and so that's that'll be interesting, interesting to see how she's gonna do that. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's coming up that's gonna be different. I really, because I know it's supposed to take place in future from where season two left off, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like and. Part of me is wondering how far in mm-hmm. the future it's going to be because when you look over at that over at that lineup, I could say maybe they aged them like two three years. Yeah, I don't want you to know. be too too far. Like, yeah, it's like because when I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, when you think about the ages of what everybody was, mm-hmm. you know, okay, we're gonna go from young justice to middle aged justice if we're not careful. Exactly, <laughs> you know. And it's it, and it's the same thing when like like reading some of the new Teen Titans mm-hmm. that that are going up, everyone's a little bit older. So rather than getting like the thirteen, fourteen year olds, you're getting like eighteen, nineteen year olds, and it's like, okay, fun, different, but fun. No, you know. Well, so because school Titans then. In, yeah. Yeah, they should. Yeah, they should. In season one, they were all in high school. Mm-hmm. In season two was what five years later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's right. It was. So think about it. Even if Wally and them, let's just say, let's be, let's be nice and say they're freshmen. That puts them at what, like fourteen? No, it's where they were freshmen in season two. That's what they said. No, because well, Wally, they had papers to do. Like Wally and Artemis were talking about college. I thought they were living with each other. Not quite close. The only one that was freshman markedly college, right? older. Okay, yeah. Which yeah, would make were, sense. They're, they're in college. Yeah. And they're not gonna live with each other in high school. Yeah. Like, I know Kohler was definitely older. He's always been the oldest one of that group. That was such a cool way that they handled that. Oh, my God. Oh, so it's, good. Because one... I don't think anybody saw that coming either. Mm-mm. We were all like, what? It's like, well, it's like. Stupid it's, toy sales. Especially <laughs> with, like, the. The reveal, too, because we didn't know. Yeah, it's like, as far as, like, you're not given a whole lot of information no. on his backstory. And then all of a sudden, you kind of go into it and it's like, and what? Yeah. Oh my god, it's one of the reasons why, like, I love doing 
Aqualad usually is because like I've always wanted to go and find someone else that was doing like Manta, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that, just so I could be like, this is gonna add a whole other dimension to this. Those foam abs. It's don't 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 be mad don't at those foam, foam abs. abs. <laughs> you've seen those? Have I know you, seen, you guys have seen those. Have on... you seen Bolt's Blazings? That see, he's the one. His that... Mantis is amazing, and then he's got a, another buddy. Um... Uh, midnight, midnight Syndicate? Min- yeah. Something? I don't know, midnight, midnight something. Yeah. But he does uh, Ocean Master. Uh-huh. They look legit. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they are so good. Like, how, how big of a jerk would I be if I like mentioned the Midnight and then not actually the rest of it? So I'm going to look it up real quick. Right. Total douche. <laughs> but like, Bolt's Blazing was the one that seeing his Manta made me go like, I want to do Aqualad. <laughs> you know, and I, we've been talking back and forth. And whatnot with the old Aqualad that I did. Now I'm updating. I'm like, I, I either need to go out there to, you know, for a con for you guys. Or you guys have to come out over here. But I need a picture. You need to, to go get... to WonderCon, dude. WonderCon is honestly so freaking good. We do need to go. <laughs> yeah? It's so good. To. It's, first of all, it's it's everything. And there are going to be people that may or may not be local to this region that are not going to like this. But it's everything that San Diego used to be back in the day. And I know that up here, that's kind of like a swear word for some people. I don't really care. Eh. But WonderCon is everything San Diego was 20 years ago. And when I was going like regularly, and I loved it so much. Um, it is a huge, huge midnight underscore costuming. Midnight oh Syndicate is like a Halloween music band. So I feel that. So midnight underscore costuming. Um, great Ocean Master. WonderCon is, it, first of all, it is, a hu- it is like a huge meet and greet for cosplayers and the cool thing for me was that in 2017 when i went i had just started cosplaying back in 2016 in september Mm -hmm. and um i went out there i knew like a handful of people that i had met at long beach and that was it and so like the one person i knew was sylvia slays and i hung out with her the entire time and i was so afraid to meet anybody else and I met a couple people. I met like Tiny, Tiny Cat Cosplay mm-hmm. and a couple other ones. You know, I hung out with like Wonder Woman is Real and um, a couple of other cosplayers. And it was kind of neat. Um, but I really didn't know anybody. And it was just kind of me wandering around and trying to like feel comfortable in my own skin. And Wills was there for a day. And um, it was just, it was definitely a unique situation. Well, fast forward a year. I mean, and I feel like I've worked really hard on my brand. And, and I mean that not like in, brand's not the right word. But I've worked very hard at establishing a like a name in the cosplay community, mm-hmm. and and I feel like it is a hey if you want classic Green Arrow you got to check this guy out. Okay? Yeah. And so it was funny. So on so it's a Friday Saturday son Friday Saturday Sunday con. They need to extend it out one more day. Everybody would still come. I mean it's it was. This is the fastest three days I've ever gone through in my entire life, and I felt so bad. But I've got some really cool stories, if you guys don't mind me. Yeah, go so, for it. Story time. Uh, it was really neat. So, so my wife, my my wife, my mother-in-law, and my two sister-in-laws, and I all went. Okay, and my mother-in-law, my wife, and one of my sister-in-laws were they were the three good feather feathers. <laughs> three good, good feathers, feathers from Animaniacs. Yeah, I was you know, like, like, hey, you cool in my boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they were the three good fairies from Sleeping Beauty. And they were a hit and they looked fantastic. And my mother-in-law had made these dresses and she's a phenomenal seamstress as well. Um, but they were doing their thing. So we walk in, we go through security and 
it was set up because they had finished their parking structure and a couple other things. So we go through there and I tell Tan, you know, hey, I'm going to meet somebody and do a photo shoot. I'll, I'll catch up with you guys later. So they're like, all right. So they take off. And I also don't want to walk with them because they're getting stopped every like two seconds because they, they looked phenomenal. They had these really cool hats. They were wearing like these really cool like sketcher sneakers. They just looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> and so they're off doing their own thing, being popular. But it took me three hours to get from the security checkpoint on the uh the catella avenue side okay. to the front doors because everybody oh. knew me and it was people that i didn't know knew me like there were a couple cosplayers that i remember specifically seeing the night before or the night before the uh the year before and they were all like oh hey how's it going and most of them were female cosplayers and i feel like this is what this is the 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 trick that female cosplayers run into is one um like are you some creepy guy or are you really, really genuinely nice? And I think once people get to know me, it's like, you're not a creepy guy, you're genuinely nice. But oftentimes it's really, people can come off kind of creepy. And two, a lot of people, and I don't mean this to discourage anyone at all, and I think you guys can back me up on this, is that there are a lot, the, the cosplay field itself has become incredibly saturated. saturated. I don't know if that's the right word without it being negative but there everybody is a cosplayer now where it's so and so cosplay so and so cosplay yep. so and so cosplay and while everybody should i encourage everybody to keep pursuing it and going how many people actually stick with it and i feel like a lot of times it's flash one two three cosplay and then they do like a flash t-shirt with a halloween mask nothing wrong with that and then the rest of their account winds up being nothing but just photos of the flash and so a lot of people come up and they, they, they introduce themselves, oh, I'm so-and-so cosplay. And they're like, okay. And I feel like it almost is, we'll see if you'll be around next year type thing. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of these people, they wound up, they knew me, um, you know, they saw my stuff, they saw me with other cosplayers, they saw my name keep coming up, whether it was at events or tagging or posts or other people posting with me. Um, oftentimes if I can't shoot, like, so WonderCon was the first time I got to shoot with Woe Nerd Alert in Whoa. person oh. like, but with her canary and she my green arrow so amazing she <laughs> is at wolf i love her and so for her to do the the canary with me the picture that we got from her boyfriend dylan um cryptic frames just gorgeous and it looks straight up out of the comics like i i couldn't ask for anything more and so i was just blown away by getting to do that but like before I'd gotten to do that, I'd take photos with their permission, of course, not wanting to be creepy, but I'd say, hey, is there, can you send me a photo of this? I want to try to Photoshop them. So it looks like we're, we've taken photos together, or at least like these characters are together. Not like, hey, like here's me putting my arm around them, like Photoshop, like weirdness, but like doing poses. Like one of my favorite pictures of Wills and I, the, the pictures were taken a year and a half apart. And it's him kind of standing there like this. Yeah. Like, and you guys can't see this on the thing, but his arms are to his side. He's looking straight at the camera. And then I'm in an alleyway, step back, and I'm facing to my right. And, like, they look so cool. And I put, like, a, um, a, a Prisma filter over them where it has kind of an almost an oil painting yep. feel to it. One of my favorite pictures ever. And they're taken not even in the same state. One was in San Diego. One was in Utah. And they were taken a year and a half apart. So I think, like, honestly, as cosplayers, if you can't get with somebody, like, one of my favorites is Canary of Melbourne. I love Paige. She is friggin' hilarious. Um, but I don't know if I'll ever get to shoot with her. I don't know if she's ever going to get up to the States. And I don't know if I'll ever get to, to Australia. Although I think that that is 
That's a that's a cosplay hotbed. Those guys are nuts yeah. with their cosplay. They're so good at it. They're, like, they're in Russia <laughs> specifically. Yeah, it's crazy. So, but like with her, I don't know if I'll ever get to shoot with her. But I've done photoshops between our photos, and they're fantastic. Paige just released a new one where she got her arms crossed, and she looks straight up like Alex Ross's stuff, just without the wavier hair. It's her more straight. It's gorgeous. But since I can't, she wants her bone spiced. Oh, there you go. Way to um, go. But because I can't necessarily maybe get with them, I don't think, think there's anything wrong with that. Or maybe you have one of your favorite Captain Colds, mm-hmm. and I have a green arrow that I love. I can put them together, tweak the colors, put on a filter, make it look like they are, and like we're fighting or something like that. You know, I think that stuff's really neat. Yeah. But So people have seen me, and then Mom. I'm coming up, and these people are coming up to me, and they're going, oh, my gosh, it's you. It's SLC Green Arrow. And it's like, hey, hey. I didn't know you knew me. Like, that's mm. really cool. And so I feel like I kind of... I played the game, I, I hung around, and then, um, you know, the, the, it, it paid off. So, but going to WonderCon is a giant family reunion. Like, it is the coolest thing ever. Like, all the cosplayers, I mean, like, there are so many big-name cosplayers there. It's like DragonCon, as far as, like, DragonCon's huge, huge cosplay, mm-hmm. but in Southern California instead of Atlanta. Now, DragonCon is, like, insane 24-hour partying for, like, five days. Yeah. Yeah. But, um... Like cosplay wise, Danny Glover for that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it's it's like WonderCon is. If you haven't been, you've got to go. It's so good. See, seeing like all like not only seeing the the representation as far as like all the pictures of literally all the stories that you had just told, I knew that I wanted to go there. Anyway, it's like okay, I really want to go, and you sold it for me, and so did Brianna DeCosta. Yep. Both of you guys was like, you need to go. I love her. You oh, need to go. Oh. She's so wonderful. Oh! She's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, I, 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 whether, whether it's a full CB production, no, I'm going <laughs> next year. Well, and here's the, like, okay, so coming as, as DC fans, like, I feel like we're all DC fans. Mm-hmm. And we'll talk comics a little bit too, because I, I will have to tip my hat. Marvel has, changed some things recently in their comics mm-hmm. where the last three that I've read, I sat there and went like, this reminds me of my childhood Marvel comics. Yeah. So we'll get back to that. But as a DC fan, DC is one of the sponsors. And because DC's headquarters is out of LA now, um, they, they, they have a, a big booth. They bring in all their talent. And so as DC fans, if you want to meet people, traditionally you're going to be able to do it there. And you're not going to have as insane of lines as San Diego. There's still lines. Yeah. But it's not going to be as bad as it once was. Like for Jim Lee and like Scott Schneider and stuff, it might be a little bit trickier. But like Mitch Gerard's, like he's doing uh, um, Mr. Miracle right now. Went and talked to him for like 10, 15 minutes. Super chill guy. Wow. Signed me some stuff. Drew me a Green Arrow sketch. Like Ooh. it was just a real quick one. I was like, hey, do you mind mm-hmm. just doing that? He goes, yeah, no. He goes, hold on. You got to turn your head though. I want to. Here we go. I'm just gonna use you, and it's it's, it's this rough little <laughs> sketch, but he took the time and did it. Met Terry Dodson, dude. Dude, oh Terry Dodson's amazing. So freaking cool. So sat there, talked to him for a little bit, got to kind of know him, got to kind of share my story, which is always fun for me because it's not like I'm hoping to get anything out of it, but it's like, look, what I want to convey to you is that I've been a fan of yours forever, and it's helped motivate me to be where I am today. And I've showed him, and he's like, this is amazing. We talked for like 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Just no one. There was one other guy that was wanting to buy an original piece, and this guy was like scrounging every dime he could to get this because it was not cheap. Love it. It was oh. not cheap. 
but I mean, Terry and I are just sitting there talking, and then we started talking on, um, you know, like on uh, on Twitter, and I tweeted out stuff about how how like wonderful he was and nice, and like Terry follows me on on Twitter, oh. and he interacts with my stuff all the time, and it's really cool, and it's kind of humbling because you're like, I never really thought that, like I would like that, that I would even be noticed by these people, yeah. but like the same thing with like. Um, I have an amazing Julian Shauna Benson story. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> but like, so I, I, Terry was doing something and I like, he was like, oh, he's selling art books. And my cousin Adam is an artist um, at Manoa 13. There's a plug for you, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he is, Adam's a phenomenal artist and he and I are actually working on a comic together. And, um, but he collects art books from all these people. He's introduced me to like Sean Cheeks Galloway and Sean knows me. Kind of not not like we're like buddy buddy like we are, but like yeah. he knows who I am and like he'll interact with me and it's really cool. But Sean is the guy who did the character concepts for the spectacular Spider-Man cartoon from Disney XD. Nice. And so like Sean and I were talking, he's like, hey, I got this character. I think it'd be really cool if you were to cosplay him. Would you mind? I'm like, not at all. Like, okay. Um, but it's really cool getting to like go through like Artist Alley especially and meet these people. So with Terry, we talked, we interacted a little bit on, on Twitter and then he was selling his art books. And so my cousin got me into collecting art books from people like their sketchbooks and stuff yeah. it's really it's kind of cool and i'd gotten a couple back from when i was um going to san diego like 10 15 years ago like i've got an adam hughes one uh you know and adam's really cool the poster the black canary poster back there is actually signed by adam from san diego in like 09 or something nice. and so um but i got one of his uh, i met frank cho bought one of his he did a quick little like um like pig sketch from his uh uh liberty meadows Mm-hmm. comic yeah. you know it's just super great guys but now you know you get to meet them and so i was like i want to buy one of terry's i want to support him he was so nice to me at a con and if you're nice to me at a con you'll have a lifelong friend if you're not and i'm not going to name any names but if you're this industry icon that helped revolutionize a character that i may or may not pretty much solely cosplay and you treat me like crap i don't care i'm still gonna not support you like yeah. that's not cool like that and that's heartbreaking too if you are in any way shape or form some kind of a role model or a picture for these for these fans. I'm not saying that you have to give your your left foot for them, but I am saying that at least courteousness should be something. And exactly. I've heard too many stories about this guy, and I've had too many negative experiences that it broke my heart. It was so disappointing because I love him so much and his art, but not when he's treated me this way. So, anyways, or other people too. I've heard like, and I've I've talked to people about it, mm-hmm. and our our situations are eerily similar. And it's just it's all about money for them. And I get these a little bit older, and I get these a little bit tighter. But if you know, if, you, if you're tired from cons, go ahead and take a break. Don't be rude to the fans, because guess what? You're gonna lose a lot of fans. Yeah. So uh, I, I reached out to Terry. Oh, you guys, we're getting we're getting kisses from Winnie, and then her little she has a little tiny nub tail. It's been clipped, and it is going like a mile a minute. It is quite adorable. She's in love with Stephen. Uh, so I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna give you ear nuggies too. Nom, 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 nom. She loves she giving likes kisses. She to try and give you hickeys, too. She'll bite your neck. Yeah, I was noticing yeah, that. Yeah, she gets your neck. She'll like, come here, baby. Like, come here, and... baby. <laughs> All right. There we go. Come here. Protective family jewels. Yeah, right. Uncanny neck to squish them. Actually, squish them. Well, I'm not looking to have more children. Sorry, right, I've already I had three. Still... I'm good. You're good. Oh, and plus you adopted four more. <laughs> yes. Beep, beep. So, um, but on Twitter, like, so I saw that Terry was doing the sketchbook and, um, I was like, yeah, I'll get it. And then like, it was like $25 for the sketchbook. Or if you want it personalized with just a quick little sketch, yeah. 
it was just an extra 25 bucks. So it's 50 right. bucks for a sketchbook plus you, for him to sign it, personalize it, and do a quick little sketch. Wow. And I was like, really? Like, that's amazing, man. Like, thank you so much. Okay, and okay. it just, it was okay. just so cool. You know, and like, I, I reached out to him and I shared it and I said, hey, I just ordered mine. And then he responds back like, hey, thanks so much, man. I just saw that you, I just saw your order come in. I'll get working okay. on it. Like, I'm really excited to do this for you. Well, you know, I well, hope you like well, it. And it's, that's, it's that's just really cool. cool things. That, <laughs> Winnie. Come on. Come on. Good girl. So. There, there are a lot of industry people there uh, that – so one of the new ones that's coming out, Scott Schneider's writing ju- a new Justice League series, mm-hmm. and Jim Chung is doing the art in it. And the thing I love about Jim is that he's done Avengers a whole bunch of times. So if you guys check out an Avengers series, chances are he's done the he's art done. for it. But he's doing the new Justice League. And the great thing is is that he's um, shorter, and he is – I'm not sure exactly what descent, but he's of Asian descent, mm-hmm. but he's got a British accent. So when he opened his mouth <laughs> to me, what? I was like, oh, what? wow, okay, that's 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 a that's an awesome combination. Like, being doing voiceover stuff, I love accents. Exactly. And so I was like, oh, that's just so great. Like, <laughs> But he was there, and there were all these people there, like so many artists, and you just get to sit down and talk to them, and usually they're not too busy, and it's great. Um, but my favorite story out of the con and this this took up most of my saturday but it was a nightmare but it turned out so great so julie and shauna benson back on the birds of prey mm-hmm. i have been preaching them since issue one it was so good and it got me because uh they had black canary and it was like one of her first panels and she's asking this guy these questions and he's not cooperating so she punches him in the face and she goes i wish i could do that she goes <laughs> boom and she goes boring conversation anyways and she drops him and i was like was that a Star Wars reference? Like, did yeah. they just drop a little Star Wars reference? And then there were a couple more in the issue, and I was like, all right, like, that's awesome. So I, I tweeted them later on that night. I was like, was that a Star Wars? And they're like, yeah, we're glad you got it. Like, <laughs> And then just their their writing was so much fun. And they're, they're those fresh young bloods in, in the industry where they, they still appreciate their fans. Yeah. And so they started interacting with me. Met him at WonderCon last year, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's you!" Like, it's it's like meeting a friend that we've you know uh, you know that we've known forever but never actually gotten to meet. And so yeah. we got to take pictures, and it was great, and talked to them for a bit. So I was super excited about this year, and I had a Batgirl and the Birds of Prey number um, number one that was CGC 9.8 slabbed. So I was gonna go to CGC's counter, have them unslab it, take it over to them, have them sign it with the witness, mm-hmm. re-slab it. And you know I'll have a 9.8 signature series like that Perfect. to me is, and for Perfect. me it's like it's not about collecting to have money. I just like like I'm I'm I've got some OCD stuff where it's like I like my books to look perfect. Yeah. And so if I can get a 9.8, it's even better. Um. So I was super excited about this. I told him what I was gonna do. And I'm like I can't wait. I'm so excited. They're like oh we're so excited too. So it's Saturday. They're signing at one. I go to the DC booth about 12. I go to the CGC booth and I say hey, I have a book. I want to go get it signed. I need a witness. Okay, five minutes before the signing, come back. We'll grab a witness. We'll go get in line, do whatever. Do you need a wristband? I don't think so, but let me go check. Go back to the DC booth. Do I need a wristband? You won't need a wristband. The line's not going to be that no. long. Okay, cool. Go back to the CGC booth. It's like five minutes. and um, It's about 20 minutes before they're supposed to sign because the Hellblazer mm-hmm. uh, Constantine panel had taken a little bit longer, so they were a little bit behind. So I was like, that's perfect. So I go back. I say, hey, that's what's going on. And they're like, oh, your your book's already slabbed? Yeah, well, they got to crack it. Oh, okay, but you have to get in line for that. And I'm like, no. oh. And the line, I mean, the, the line was like seven people deep. 
and each interact and they had like four or five people working but each one takes about five ten minutes to yeah. do so i'm like okay so i get in line i'm starting to freak now because i know that they probably started signing by this time and i'm like oh. so the guy who originally helped me goes what are you doing and i said i hold up my book he goes Oh, I didn't know you had a slab book. And I said, no, I didn't know I had to have it like wait in line to get cracked. I thought the witness would do that. He goes, oh, just come here, come here, come here. So he starts uncracking it while he's helping somebody else. He's doing this. And I'm like watching it. I'm fascinated. And I'm like, so are you like still nervous when you do this? He goes, I was the first month that I worked here. He goes, now I don't even care. It's like, I know what I'm doing and I know it'll be okay. And I'm like, I, I like that attitude. Good for nice. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so we get my witness, we go back. And you guys, you guys remember the Christmas story when, Ralphie gets to the, the line to see Santa, and the guy goes, Hey, kid, what are you doing? And the line ends here. It begins back there. And I'm like, I get in line, and this guy goes, Oh, hey, this is the this is the end of the line. The line's back there, though. And I'm like, oh. No. And I see it, and it's about like a half an hour late wait. And I'm like, oh. Frick. So I go, and I stand in the line, and I'm standing there, and the, the CGC girl goes, Well, I have something to be do at 2. It's like 150. Stay in line. I'm going to go do this. When I get back, I'll come find you, and we'll do it. I'm like, Sweet. So I'm standing there, and this guy goes, are you here for a signature thing? And he goes, yeah. I said, yeah. He goes, well, this is for Batman Ninja. He goes, the line for that one's up, up a couple people. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So I go up there, and then I see the person with the volunteer vest. I'm like, they've capped the line. I go, did you cap, cap the line already for this? She goes, yeah. And I'm like, so I'm sitting there with, or no, the CGC girl took my book. It's out of its case, okay? Mm -hmm. It's in like, a, like no. a bag of board with like a little window that they've cut for the people to sign. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, what the frick? So I go and I, I go to the, to where the, the signings are happening. And Julie and Sean are just sitting there. And mm -hmm. uh, 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 Williamson, is that who's writing The Flash right now? I think. Mm -hmm. a, I'm not reading The Flash right now. Yeah, I'm not reading any so DC it's, right now. It's, oh. the, it's, the, it's the author of The Flash right now. And I, I'm sorry, I don't know your name. I'm, I'm a terrible person, I know. But, uh, but with Flash War coming up and everything else and the popularity of the TV show and, and whatever else, uh, everybody was there for him. And no one's there for Julie and Sean. They're just kind of sitting there. And Julie looks at me, and they'd already actually, you know, like I'd already seen them a little bit earlier in the day. And they were like, oh, we're so excited to sign your stuff. And she goes, babe, what are you doing? And I said, they already capped the line. I said, there was issues with CGC, and I had to wait for them to crack open my book. I didn't realize that. They didn't realize that I had it cracked. I said, I'm going to have to, like, have them hold on to my book, I guess, and I'm going to have to try to come back tomorrow. Because they were signing on Sunday. Yeah. And she goes, no, that's stupid. She goes, get your book. Come. We'll sign it. And I was like, I don't have it. The CGC girl has it. I don't know what to do. I got to go find her. And she's like, go find it. We'll be here. Don't worry. Just go do it. So I turn around. Boom. There's CGC girl. And I'm like, she goes, I realized your book's not signed. So I don't have to like hold on to it. You can take it. And she goes, but did you get out of line? I said, they already capped the line. But they're willing to sign it for me right now. She goes, okay, let's just go do that. So we get there. It's just like we're already at the front of the table. Julie's coming down to tell me, um, and I, I hope the rest of the story doesn't get her in trouble. I doubt it will at this point. Cause, <laughs> <laughs> um, but we get there, and like she's like, yeah, let him behind the ropes. we got something to sign. And the, the guy from D.C. goes, oh, we usually don't let CGC witness happening at the D.C. table. And I'm like, oh, what? 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 Ah! And so then he goes, and then Julie goes, let him through. And he goes, well, it is up to the artists or the or the writers if they'll allow it. She goes, of course we'll allow it. Let him through. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I go back there and like she's like, oh my gosh, like we're so excited. And she and Shauna are just so sweet. Mm -hmm. And then Shauna goes, are you going to the 3.30 announcement panel? No! I, I said, I can't. I've got a photo shoot. And she goes, hmm. And I go, why you wiggle your eyebrows for? Why you wiggle your eyebrows for? And she goes, hmm. And like, I look over at Julie, and Julie looks like a little kid that's like yeah. on Christmas morning. She's like, 
and she hops down off her stool and she comes over and she gets real close and she goes, we're going to be riding Green Arrow from here on out. And I'm like, what? And she goes, I know. And she goes, we're not supposed to tell anybody, but I'm glad that we got to told you because I wanted to see your face instead of having to like tell it to the panel and then try to look for you to see what your face. And I'm sitting there like, oh, <laughs> and like, they're both just laughing and it was the coolest thing. But and so they wind up signing my book. CGC takes it away. Everything's fine. I get some pictures of them. But for me, that that experience right there, I'm 32. Am I 32? 32? Yes. You're... 32. I'm turning 33 this year. I'm a 32-year-old grown-ass grown, grown ass man, okay? And, but I'm still a fan. Above, And I think that's something, too, that people sometimes forget. Or maybe it's not as prevalent as some people think. But I'm a fan first. I was a fan of comics growing up as a kid. I'm a fan of comics now. I'm still a fan, so I still have I still fanboy all the time about things. Mm-hmm. You know, I met, uh, and so so to have something like this and have it be a personal awesome experience, it's so cool. Julian Sean at this point could write Deadpool sits on a toilet for 32 issues, and it could be literally just Deadpool sitting on a toilet reading comics, not even saying anything. And It'll I still, still buy sell. It. <laughs> well, it would, but I would buy it just because they're involved with it. And because of the way that they treated me and the way that they did this mm-hmm. and handled it and just made me feel special as a fan. I mean, there's nothing better than that. When somebody treats you like that, you remember it. So as long as they're writing, I mean, it could be a character that I don't really care about. I'm still going to read it because it's them. I will support them from here on out. And so and it's too bad that other artists and other writers don't understand that and treat their fans like crap. When if they were to treat them with at least an ounce of respect or 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 be kind to them, just smile. They would have lifelong fans like yeah. that, yeah. like the Benson sisters did. Yeah, just grin and bear it. I know, I have no doubt that being at a convention can be taxing, and that you're gonna have to deal with some very interesting customers that are gonna just be a little eccentric My and some. Yeah, I mean, but let's <laughs> be honest. There are some people that. They socially they don't really necessarily know how to interact, or it might be difficult for them, or you know so. I get it. I've had those, but you smile and you make them. To me, when you're interacting with me, I try, especially with kids, I try to make it like you are the greatest thing in the war room at the time because it's important for you to leave with that experience. I've even had somebody come up to me and I was just so exhausted. But it was like day three of WonderCon in 2017 and I was beat, man. And this guy came up and he was freaking out that it was me. And he's like, oh, I love your stuff, man. It motivates me to want to go to the gym and do all these things. And, oh. Uh, oh that's okay um you know and and like i remember going oh thanks man i really appreciate it like that's so cool but i was so tired and then i realized like maybe i didn't want it to come across as guys i'm so sorry my dog just passed gas we're gonna interrupt this touching story to warn you that it's gonna be bad dude in like the Warning. ten commandments when the green away. mist comes and like I've kills all the it. people it's wafting your way okay, yeah i've got children oh, all dude, right no this until You've literally had a diaper smashed in your face. Yeah. I can survive. I'm good with being a puppy parent. <laughs> See? Um, so this kid, this this guy, he did this, and I, and I tried to be as nice as I could, but I was just so dang tired. And then it, as he walked away, I didn't want to leave it with any kind of question. So I went up to him, and I said, hey, man, I said, I, I just, I wanted to make sure that, like, I didn't come across as rude. I said, I'm so exhausted. He goes, no. Not at all. He goes, you were super nice. I I was just excited to meet you. And I was like, okay. I said, I just didn't want it to come across where, like, I didn't seem interested or I didn't really care about your story. Like, I'm just so tired. And he goes, oh, I get it. No, no, no. I didn't feel that way at all. And I was like, okay, good. But I went back because it was important for me to to make sure this guy didn't have a negative experience with me. 
Um, and so, like, but for me, like, you, you have these, and it's so great. It sucks when you meet these people, and they're so incredibly rude to you until they realize you're also going to spend money. And they're like, oh, hey there, chum. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. The person that I went to, I went specifically to get a sketch from them in an omnibus that I had. And it was, like, the big collection of their their series that they're known for. And he, at one point, he goes, well, he goes, if you want to bring your book, I have one over here that's already sketched it, and we can just trade it out. And I was like, okay, like, well, okay, okay that... I guess. And he's like, well, no, I guess I'll sketch in it. But his wife, like, was, she was there helping, and she wasn't very friendly. And, like, people have told me stories where, like, she was bad-mouthing customers because like, these people are wasting our time, and I'm so sick and tired of this. And it's like, you know what? I, I don't have any doubt. You go to so many, I get that you have. But don't do that in front of customers. Wait till you get back into your hotel yeah. room. You know? And if you don't want to do things like live Q&As where you're streaming and answering questions, then don't do it. Mm-hmm. My thing came for the last straw for me was the, the artist was doing a live Q&A. And I asked, you know, hey, as a fan, what was your favorite, you know, story arc or or issue or whatever to draw? Like, what was your favorite for this character? And he just lost it. He's like, you know what? I don't live in the past. What's my favorite right now? What I'm working on now? This is what I'm passionate. And I was like, slow your roll, buddy. All right, like, cool. Guess what series I'm canceling? The one that you're currently working on. I'm not gonna support you, like. If you're, you know what? I get that you want to sell your new stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't blow. How about you lie to me? Just lie yeah. to me. Issue one seventeen. That was my absolute favorite. He could have not even drawn, and I don't care. I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, don't be a jerk though. Like that is, and that's so crushing as a fan to have somebody that you're a fan of just be a total butthole. Yeah. Like there's nothing worse than that. So, for me, that was you know that the, uh, you get these experiences, but 90% of the stuff at WonderCon was amazing, and it's meeting these people that you love, and you've known, and all this cool stuff. Um, I had DC take photos of me. They're like, oh, we need to sign this consent form, but you know, can we take photos of your car? They're so good. And I was like, yeah. And like, <laughs> the girl wound up. Um, she wound up uh she was like the director of like video or something like for mm-hmm. dc and she did some stuff and then she goes oh you know uh, we've been you know we've been sharing your instagram around dc people love it you know there's nice. people that like know like who you are and she goes um but one of the things that she she um she goes one of the things we'd like to do is we'd like to send you like a little thank you package from dc and i was like oh cool like i thought it was going to be like mm-hmm. a couple trades or something it had like First of all, I had a Green Arrow Funko Pop in it. Like, oh, no. <laughs> the super hard to find, like the $300 exclusives. one, like on yeah. eBay. It had one of those. Had the uh, the Golden Age Green Arrow Omnibus, which is like a $125 hardcover. Mm. Have some apples with caramel and grapes, guys. Um, it had all the stuff in there. And it was like, you know, like the note in there was like, hey, you know, Thank you so much for your support. You know, we mm-hmm. really love what you're doing. Keep it up. You know, we really just want to keep encouraging you. All this stuff. And I'm sitting there going, you know what? DC's won me because it's – do they really care? I don't know. But this 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 little care package they sent me sure seemed like they did. Yeah. And it just makes you feel special well, as a the fan. The fact that they, they acknowledged you as Green Arrow. Yeah. They said to Green Arrow, a.k.a. Kelly. Perfect. And I was like, oh. <laughs> but – you know, it's really cool when you see these things. You get to make these mo- memories and moments. And going to, like, WonderCon, there's so many people within the industry that are there that you actually get to have those moments. It's really cool. Well, see, like, it, it's, you know, everything that, that you had, you know, recounted is, 
from you know is is from the perspective of the fan and when i when, oh almost but not quite <laughs> throwing grapes in each other's mouths um no just his we we don't have donut holes to do it this time i'm sorry i'm sorry um but yeah it's i i honestly think that <laughs> in and out i hate you so in much and out. i said my line brandon i said my line <laughs> You um, haven't told me you hated me for a while. I know. I, I missed it. Been, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I, I honestly think the word fan means something completely different right now. Because you can say, I'm a fan of this. Before it used to be, oh, well, you know, if someone was a Red Sox fan, you knew statistics. You you know, you were at every game. Yeah. You were there. You were it, a fanatic. Exactly. Where, it's where it comes from. Yeah. Fanatic. So when someone, you know, so when the creators just say, oh, I'm, I'm a fan. Great. You know, what was your favorite issue? Burr. Yeah. You know, and it goes by. And, you know, you. It, it's not like every single one needs to be a fanatic or whatnot. No. But it's still like, it, you know, yeah, you probably get burnt out not see, you know, not having someone that appreciates all of your work you know so that's when when you come along and you go like oh i loved what you did here i love what you're doing right this this is what it means to me that way i don't necessarily say that like oh well they have a responsibility to care to you but it is something where as the creators they're making their art it should be that when they're sharing it they're sharing it to everyone and when they start getting that love reciprocated back it's like this is why I make my art. Yeah. All right. I'm making it for you. And it's not even so much I'm making it for you, like in parentheses, you or in quotes, you. It's like, no, I'm making it for you. Yes. You know, so thus when you, he- like I said, it's like when I hear stories like the Benson sisters, you know, what they did, that's when I go like, that's an artist that appreciates yes, the people that are, con- that are coming out for them. And they want to show that. And like, odds are, they want to have that interaction with a ton of people. They want to have that with all of their fans, you know. But how many times do they get to do that, you know? And how many times, like, it puts them at jeopardy to just sit there and ask, like, oh, are you an Uber fan? Because who knows what that's going to do for not only them as individuals, but them as, you know, as as business women sure. as well. So it's like I, I get encouraged <laughs> well and, and the neat thing too is that i mean they had a lot of responsibility writing back on the birds of prey they were two two fans and it, like i actually just watched an interview with them where they're talking about like their dad would pull out his long boxes and they would go through comics together and read them and so like you know that they grew up as fans it's mm-hmm, not like yeah. this thing where like they're like oh yeah i'm a fan and then you're like well who's your favorite character and they're like oh that's the uh, uh arachnaman or whatever his name is yeah you mean spider-man like yeah it's like there's a Spider-Man okay. and an Ant-Man? Yeah, Spider-Man and an Ant-Man? <laughs> um, but, like, they, like, you can tell that they, they were fans, and I feel like being a woman, oftentimes, that gets questioned if you are a fan. Like, oh, <clears throat> uh, you are a fan. Tell me what happened in Captain America, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, just shut up, you know? It doesn't matter <laughs> if they're, like, super hardcore or not. But listening to this interview, I'm like, dang, these girls know their stuff. They yeah. really, I mean, they, they grew up with it. They could probably out knowledge a lot of other quote-unquote fans. What happened in that Captain America? Mm-hmm. Steve Rogers walked his grandma across the street. I what a you. what a Boy Scout! I love you, Brandon. People <laughs> <laughs> call Superman a big blue Boy Scout. Um, but they had this responsibility to write an all-girl team, which is amazing. Okay, you have Batgirl, you have Huntress, you have Black Canary. 
And they did a fantastic job of writing them as, as strong, as caring, as beautiful, as powerful, as a family unit. And it was so well done. So well done. I absolutely loved every single issue. And for me, now they also have the added responsibility of we're two women in this industry. Not only are we making it, but we're making a difference. Mm-hmm. Not only do we go from just women writing women, but now we are writing a male lead character in Green Arrow. And for me, I don't think Green Arrow really works that well without Black Canary. Sorry, all the fans. Um, and sorry, in, no, sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> in the, in the sorry, comics, recently with Rebirth, they brought her back. They've done a great job with the two of them building this relationship up again. And then, like, Percy left, and they have kind of... It's, it's, in, it's essentially filler issues until the Benson storyline takes over. But And the Justice League No Justice and everything else that's going on right now with DC. But he takes off, and there's no Black Canary. And it's like, all right, you're still like Green Arrow, that's nothing. But Black Canary lends so much to the character. Mm-hmm. And they've already said, like, yeah, we're excited because we're going to keep Diana around. We get to now write these two. We're going to have these other characters going. And so you're sitting there going, yes. Like, I'm excited. This is amazing. Thank you so much. And you know that they're going to do the character justice. You know that they're going to write it really well. You know it's going to be fun. And for me, so the last story arc they had, um, they just issue, ended with issue 23, I think. No, maybe 22. I don't know. Either way, whatever. The the last issue that they, they ended with was great, but the issue before that... Barbara and uh, Helena had been driven underground by the calculator, and so it was just Dinah out trying to figure, like, trying to like figure out what's going on so that they could find the calculator and then go and stop him. Well, they're like, oh, you know, Dinah, you can't do this on your own. And she's like, who says I'm gonna do it on my own? Boop, 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 enter Green Arrow. And Ooh. the issue was nothing but Black Canary and Green Arrow, and it was a taste of how they're gonna be doing their book. And it was awesome. They're oh. so much fun. It's really cute just watching them interact. At one point, he says something like, you know, ah, you know, we're going to do this together. And she goes, man, she goes, I love you. And he goes, I know. And you're like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's just like, it's going to be so much fun. So you, you, have, you have these women that are shining beacons to, I think, a lot of young female readers that are sitting here going... I don't know if I can make it in an industry that not not so much anymore, but for the longest time was just male dominated. And yeah. now they're sitting there and they're sitting there going like, I can. You have like Gail Simone, and you have all these people that have been breaking boundaries and barriers. And now you've got like I feel like the Bensons are the the next generation of that, and now they're yeah. proof that they can do this. So you can have a girl that's sitting there going, I want to do this someday, and she really feels like she can because she's seeing other people doing it. It's not just like uh, like a hope or a dream or, you know, hopefully someday the, the, the basement nerds will stop questioning any girl who's a, a fan. How big of a fan are you? What does it matter? You wouldn't question me if I said I was. Like, knock it off. And so I think that this is an amazing step in the right direction. Uh, I love that DC basically said, um, you know, yeah, we're going to go ahead and stop Birds of Prey but we want to give you Green Arrow. And they were like, done! So it's really exciting, and I think it's, it's an amazing step for them. Um, I'm kind of hoping that they can be at Long Beach because they are out of L.A. area. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they could get to Long Beach uh, Comic-Con in September, that would be so cool. It would be such a cool thing to have them there. See, now, one, like, one of the things that, you know, as, as I stated, I really haven't been reading DC for a little, a little while now. <laughs> um, yes. But, like... 
Okay, are are <laughs> open your mouth. Alright, go for it. Go for it. Oh! <laughs> I had to. Sorry, Stefan. No, you're not. You're about to just, No, you're, you're, you're not. You're not sorry at all. For this initiation, now I'm really part of the group. Now you're part of the podcast. Basically. <laughs> Alright. Especially when you we just, record. You, you use caramel on one that? apple stick to pick up another apple stick. You don't get to have grapes. They're bad for dogs. That I, was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? In true crack brain fashion, when Stefan tries to store something happens, and he can't do the story. I get cut off every time I try to talk about something. Look, look, watch, watch, watch. You... Well, these are all stuck together, though, so it's not going to work. There you go. So, Stefan doesn't read DC right now. He's been taking a break. He's had science experiment number three. Go ahead, Brandon. And, Tell my story. And he's been he's been working on his abs really hardcore. They're they're actually nice and firm. They're quite nice to touch and squeeze. And sleep and, on. And sleep on. <laughs> oh, I but, fell asleep on. Yeah, and then there's this pecker head that he has to deal with every single day. What? Every single. <laughs> Sounds like he's living the dream. I'm not really frustrated, but then I am frustrated. <laughs> this is why I'm not on the podcast that much. <laughs> that's, that's why Moody has the record and not me not right now. That's not exactly true. <laughs> but there's hints of it in there. In there yes. <laughs> Very much. And I have my own podcast to run, so. so I, don't, not, I don't get in your crap, dude. <laughs> we're not really reading DC at this time. No, you can. I can let you. No, no, okay, yeah. So it's like, not really reading it this time, but are they doing another, like, rebirth? Or, like, rewrite into the, the universe? So, Will's brought this up to me today. Okay. And I guess there's something coming called Crisis. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what it is. I didn't really look into it. The same crisis as the past three crises? Who knows? At least crisis there's not a crisis crisis. every summer. Crisi? Crisis. Um, he's he said something about it being kind of a soft reboot, but not. Okay. And I mean, in all honesty, my feeling is it doesn't really matter because everything's going back to pre fifty two, anyways. Yeah. Like at some point it will. They're gonna do that. And so, I don't know. You had Batman Metal, and I, I tried to read it. Own. I tried to read Dark Knight's Metal, and I, I was. I understand some things, but then there was like, there was so much time in between issues sometimes that you were like, I don't know, I really yeah. I don't know. You like for, the tie-ins, the tie-ins all came around like issue two, and then it was like six months before we actually hit the sixth issue. And so you're like, what? Carter Hall's coming back. There's something about a negative verse. Yeah. Like I don't know. So I, I'm not sure. Do you have Justice League? No Justice going on right now, hmm. where there's these giant like gods that are coming out of essentially like a wall. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see. I don't know. What I need to start doing is stop reading big event books like that until they're all out. Because it doesn't usually in between the big issues. Like right yeah. now, Doomsday Clock was supposed to be explaining so much about what was happening with Rebirth. I don't remember the last time an issue came out. I was gone in uh, I was gone in uh, for for WonderCon, and that was at the end of March. We haven't mm-hmm. had another one since. 
So, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I feel like sometimes DC doesn't even know what's going on with (laughs) some of their stories. Like, they've got so many. It's almost like when, do you remember when Final Crisis was going on? Yeah. And you had Grant Morrison writing it, but then you had, like, Jeff Johns doing other books. And he's like, I'm not going to just screw with my book. Like, get out of here. annoying me And so, so I feel like sometimes there's so much going on. And I, I, like, don't get me wrong. I love Tom King, but I feel like sometimes it's almost like... Like, if you don't understand his stories, it's like, well, you're an idiot for not understanding it. Not from him, but from, like, the yeah. comic industry. Like, as far as, like, other fans, like, well, if you don't get it, you must be a moron. It's like, I know, I just don't understand. Where did we come from? Like, how are we here now? I'm so confused. Somebody help me. And, like, for a while there, his stuff was really, really good in Batman. And then all of a sudden, I just felt really confused. And part of it was, like, you're, you go back way to – and part of it has to do with the fact that with Rebirth – we're not sure with New 52 where things were. It's supposed to be like there's a 10-year gap missing. Everybody's younger, but yeah. they're not. I don't know. I don't even know. I don't really use know. a different name because every time when I say Flash Rebirth, everyone thinks of the new one. But it's really right after or right at the end of Final Crisis when Barry comes back. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh. Well, that was the thing is that it started off with Green Lantern Rebirth. Mm-hmm. And then Flash. Now they have Rebirth Rebirth. Then now it's just called the DCU, and so I don't know. I I honestly don't know what they're planning. I don't, and and I'm not even gonna try to figure it out. I'm just gonna try to enjoy comics while I can. Um, they're canceling a lot of issues or a lot of series and starting up some new ones. Yeah. So I hope that they're good. Um, I know that Gail Simone's coming in and doing a Plastic Man series in June, so that's, that should be that's good. interesting. Um, but we'll see. My my fear is this, and and don't. I feel like Brian Michael Bendis, who is now over at DC, and the guy has streaks of brilliance, and then he has streaks of, what the hell are you doing? Like, I don't understand why you're doing some of these things that you're doing. And he has a a very big history of killing off legacy characters in order to bring in new ones, which I don't agree with. We've talked about this. I think that there's, there's plenty of room to have your legacy character, and there's plenty of room to bring someone in. And we've kind of talked about, I think in my first podcast that I did with you, where, um, so you have Wally West pre-52, and then you have new 52 Wally West. Mm-hmm. And I think they're calling him Wallace now. But the big the big issue I had with that was that you had Wallace come in, and out of nowhere, because I mean, even in, even in the, the, the comic books, I'm trying to remember, Iris West wasn't black but wallace was and he came in and he was like this young street you know like youth that had this attitude and stuff like that people were like youth they were like i don't i don't know how i feel about this like this isn't wally west like i don't Mm -hmm. i don't like this and then it became oh you don't like him because of the color of his skin it's like nothing to do with it it has everything to the fact that wally west is is this character and this, this guy isn't it. I I loved Wally West. And especially for people who grew up reading The Flash and loving yeah. The Flash. And Wally was such a linchpin in that because he took over. He was The Flash until Barry came back. And so then they're like going, well, this isn't my Wally. I want my Wally. Where's my Wally? Now, they've corrected it with Rebirth. And you have Wally and Wallace. And they've explained it and I bought it. There's two different uncles that both had sons, Wallace's. You have Wally, that's the ginger, and then you have the new 52 Wally. Mm-hmm. And this has given him a chance to not only add some diversity into the Flash family, but grow as a character on his... I know, right? Your your poots are stinky. To not only grow as a character, but 
um, or absent at first, but it grows his own character. Now we're not comparing him against the old Wally West. Right. We have the old Wally West. Now this character can be his own character. Right. Okay. There's and it's the same way with Carol Danvers and Kamala Khan. You have the legacy character, but you have a new one that's come in. They both have been incredibly successful in the roles where they've come from here. Carol kind of becoming a Wonder Woman type figure for Marvel because mm-hmm. they've never really had. And I mean, I could be wrong, but. Prove, no, they, prove they, me wrong. They really they have never not, had a strong female lead. Not one that I can honestly point out that was a positive and b everyone could rally behind. Yes, you know. If that, you say DC, you think Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. Those yep. are the three. If you say Marvel, I think Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, or oh, Iron that, Man, I mean, but Captain that's, America, Spider Man, new. Before it was Spider Man, X Men, and Fantastic Four. That was it. Yeah, you know. Was that, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. That's that's you never. I mean, Sue Storm didn't carry the Fantastic Four title. No. Like you know, they've always had female characters and they've had strong ones, but they've never had one carry it the way that Wonder Woman does for DC. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to have a character do that. They chose Carol Danvers. They made her Captain Marvel, and they 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 put her into a less sexualized costume i guess but i think about it like honestly is this like everybody's in spandex anyways so it's not like they're really right hiding anything to the imagination it might cover more but it's still skin tight (laughs) yeah you know and so but so you have this carol danvers that's come in and been a bit of much more of kind of a linchpin pivotal female strong presence for marvel Mm -hmm. dig that great kamala khan comes in she's this like this young, she's a fan of the superheroes who's now one herself, and she's freaking out about it. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. And both characters have been incredibly successful, but then you turn around and you know, and and you kill off Bruce Banner, for whatever reason, who knows? You then turn around and you have uh, Amadeus Cho come in and be the Hulk, and then people are like, I don't buy it. So what? Bruce is already back. Okay. Now the one I did, I did actually like was for a while there. You had Thor, Odin's son. Lose his, he becomes the unworthy Thor, which, by the mm. way, is new cosplay. Yeah. Um, you have Thor Odin's son, who becomes the unworthy Thor, and it was really cool the way they explained it. It took some time. Yeah. And you had Jane Foster take up the mantle and become. Hey. That was the nut you shot. Had, you had Jane Foster take up the mantle and become Thor. And which was, was a throwback. Yes. To a, to a much much earlier throwaway comic, which a lot of people. Especially now, there are oh yeah, Jane Foster. It's like Jane Foster was not in the picture for so long. Mm-hmm. Just this really B side character didn't really matter. And remember that that Odin didn't want Thor to be around Jane yeah. whatsoever, and was like no, yeah. and basically rewrote it to the point where it's like you don't remember your interaction with her and whatnot. Well, so Thor when they died for a while, they yeah, knew. it's like so bringing her in as. You know, as a genius. Anyway, I'll let you... And making her... Well, she even stood on there on the the Nine Realms, now Ten, I guess, council. Yeah. So she was forced to interact with, you know, like Odin and and the rest of the the council. Then she becomes Thor, and that's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand it at first, but I let it play out. And I enjoyed it. It was a great job. I think Jason Aaron's the author for it right now. And then he wrote Unworthy Thor. They had these interactions. And now Thor, Odin's son, is back to being Thor. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you still had Thor around, 
and he was doing his own thing. And it was really cool because he was like gruff, rugged. I'm riding around on my goat. Yeah. You know, like I miss my hammer type thing. And it was great. Unworthy Thor is an amazing series. If you haven't read it yet, it's a five-part miniseries. You can get it in a trade or you can get the comics. But it's so good. And now they're, they're – we'd kind of talked about it earlier. Marvel has revamped some of their things where they go, okay, you know what? And, and in the free comic book day – no, no, sorry. The Mightiest – the Mighty Avengers is the new Avengers title that's coming out. Tony's yeah. back, okay? Again, you had Ironheart come out, right? Riri Williams. So good! But backlash came from people that want Tony Stark. They don't want... <sighs> and I don't think want. you could have had her as almost like a Rhodey-type sidekick. Because people love Rhodey. People love the character. But people want... <laughs> people want... They also want their legacy characters. And... For me, in the Mighty Avengers, you sit there and like it's it's Steve and Thor and Tony and they're at a bar, okay, and they're talking about it. And Thor sits there and goes, you know, like, or or Steve goes, we need to get back together. And Tony goes, no, we need to step aside and we need to let a new guard come in and do this. And Steve looks at him and goes, we've tried that. Instead of stepping down, we need to step up. All right, we need to take this. The three of us need to be involved somewhere. And I agree with that. I'm not saying you can't have an A force of all female Avengers. I'm not yeah. saying you can't have a new Avengers or something else like that. But you can, like, these legacy characters do play a very, very large role. And for a lot of the hardcore fans that have been around since the 60s, 70s, 80s, mm -hmm. 90s, because let's be honest, not that there's nothing wrong with new fans, but there's a whole wave of new fans, a new generation of fans that, like, they come in like, well, I want it this way. And it's like, Okay. Okay, yeah. but at the same time, and I, I get this all the time where as an as an old school classic Green Arrow fan, I get people that message me and they go, You can't really like that one, right? Like you have to like the CW version better. No. No, no I don't. Well, but he looks so much better. No. That's according to you. I like my version. Your version looks stupid. That's again your opinion. Like mm -hmm. you know, the, Let's just like, you know, your opinion, man. Like mm -hmm. that's but so you have these people that you okay, should also make sure that you're not gonna alienate them by doing that. So so Wade's hopping in here, guys. Wade is the guy that lives in my basement. <laughs> no, we're doing a podcast. You're now on it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. So, <laughs> no, dude, you can you're stop. fine. <laughs> There's no consent form. You're on the You're on the internet. <laughs> you're on the internet. Um so, but it's like, it's one of those things where I think if you can make your legacy characters work with your new characters, it's going to be far more successful for them because you're not going to alienate the old for the new who are around because they enjoy a movie or, mm -hmm. you know, they enjoy a TV show. There's a way that you can work them hand in hand. And I think that the both industry, both of the big two are trying to have to figure that out now. You've got the MCU fans that know nothing aside from the MCU. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes, I think they try to cater to them. And it winds up alienating those legacy fans that have been around and have been comic book fans. Because, like, well, this isn't what I, I like. But for me, Marvel seems to have figured something out recently. And I'm hoping DC sticks with what they were doing with Rebirth because it was working. It mm -hmm. doesn't try to screw around too much. But, like, X-Men Red is a book that, that just recently came out. It's Jean Grey is back, and mm. she's leading this up. But it feels like 90s X-Men to me when I read it. I'm sitting there going, this feels like the 90s. I'm I've been this. very hesitant picking that one up. Try it. I am, <laughs> I am probably Marvel's biggest critic because, the, I, for the longest time, I didn't recognize their universe. I'd pop in and be like, I don't know who these people are. Yeah. I'd put it back down. I am very much a creature of habit. I don't like it when, you know, 
I can't recognize it. It's just it's. Uh, yeah. So that one, the Mighty Avengers coming out. It looks like it's gonna be really good. You've got a really cool team. Carol Danvers is gonna be there. You got Robbie uh, Robbie Reyes, who is the new Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, yeah. Uh, you got Doctor Strange. You got Black Panther, of course, because all these characters are super hot from the the movie yeah, franchises, and they're working together. The new Amazing Spider-Man. They had a free issue, uh, free preview from Free Comic Book Day. It's amazing. Spider-Man's back to being funny. He's making jokes about having to make jokes while fighting bad guys. It's like, do you know what it's like having to make jokes with you idiots all the time? Like having fresh material and <laughs> having to actually be funny. This sucks, but I do it. Flip, flip, flip. Yeah. And Ryan Otley's doing the art. Um, and so, hey, get out of there. Sorry, my dog just ran into the bathroom and she likes to pretend that the, the toilet is her giant bowl. <laughs> but the Spider-Man issue is some of the some of the, the most fun I've had reading Spider-Man. And it was like a short 15-page free comic book day thing. The most fun I've had in a long time. See, that 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 makes me happy because I I put down I put down Spider-Man after Doc Ock took over. I read that series. It was good. Yes. But I just got tired of it. And I also, like, I got tired of that. I got tired of Iron Man. I got tired of Iron Man a long time ago when it was just... Tony Stark is drinking every single one of his problems away, which yeah. is why I was rarely glad when it was like, he's out of the picture and whatnot. So bringing Ironheart over... Ironheart over was something where I was like, oh my god, this is rad. I can get behind this and whatnot. So thus when it you know, when it got told to me like, okay, well they're gonna go and bring everyone back, I sat there and went like, I'm kinda cool not having that, but I mean as long as I don't have to deal with retellings of their old problems again, that's gonna be the only thing that actually will like you know, will actually irritate me because like I already know what his problems were back yeah. then can we not bring those now and then have to have a new generation deal with him being like this yes and tell all that. familiar stories but tell new ones yeah and i feel like that's what rebirth has done a great job of mm -hmm. they feel like familiar stories but they're new yeah and so my question is all right so what are you going to do with riri at this point now do something with her don't waste the character you have a lot of potential there you have a lot of potential, a lot of fans that can make this something. Don't waste it. Mm -hmm. And She's too established to sit there and go, like, sidekick. It's like, she's been operating Yeah, have her. Have really her. well. You can give her her own series and it would work. Mm -hmm. They did it to Miss Marvel. Yeah. Do it to, for her. Why not? If you, I'd rather have, and this is where I think that there, you have issues. Like, So Batman, how many Batman books do I need? Really? I mean, for me, one of the hardest things with New 52 is that you had Batman, Detective, Batman Inc. Uh, Don't Batman get me started Robin, on Batman, Batman Inc. And, this. and it's like, okay, just how many stories do you actually have Batman, have Detective? That's fine. You're mm -hmm. not going to spread your talent and your stories too thin, okay? So have Tony Stark Iron Man. Have an Ironheart. If you're going to have all these titles, at least make them different and unique in their own so you're not going to be wasting. I don't need four Iron Man books. I yeah. don't need four Hulk books. I don't need four Thor books. Give me... You can have multiple Avengers because you can make those teams really cool. Yep. Have a new guard of Avengers where it's all these young kids that are together trying to do something really cool. Yeah. It's like ch change stuff up. Like one of, one of the things that I've actually been kind of pleading for for the longest time is you take Ironheart now and you take – okay, for a, for a lot of people out over there, all right, Shuri, T'Challa's younger sister. Yeah. Has been Black Panther for, you know, for – off and on a little while and whatnot. 
put both of them two together, I want to see them basically do the same thing that you get as far as like a uh, a Birds of Prey inside the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Those are two characters that I absolutely love that are different but still intriguing in their own like they're intriguing in their own right but you could see how they could be, be they could be compatible together i want to see them go off and do something yeah <laughs> do that do it because you're also going to have a book that like so we said we don't want the sidekick aspect sidekicks were originally created for kids to sit there and go that could be me next to batman mm-hmm. i can't relate to batman because he's an adult but i can relate to robin because robin could be the sidekick okay yeah have this young throw Kamala in there. Have these younger characters where they're out there kind of trying to figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're getting in trouble. Like that's one of the fun things about Super Sons is you had John Kent and Damian Wayne out buddy copping it, but they're like 13 and 14. Like <laughs> right, making horrible decisions, but <laughs> they're like, oh, we got this, and they really don't. Yeah. Every now and then they have to get bailed out, but it's still a good fun series. That would be an amazing series yep. and one. That could be again a strong, empowering, encouraging for young fans to get there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's ethnicity, it's race, religion, yeah. uh, sexual preference, it doesn't matter. But you're having this thing where like it's something for everybody. Yeah. You know, and that's that's one of the things that I do like seeing, but not at the cost of legacy characters mm-hmm. like that to me is the, is the tough thing because it's oftentimes it's so throwaway like bruce banner bruce banner got shot in an issue died and then even bat an eye at it yep. yeah it's like he... <laughs> i mean it was, but it was so, but there was also so much else that's going on but you're sitting yeah. there like well, i remember it didn't really make that big of a splash as far as he died it's bruce yeah it's like that enough like even another death that should have honestly had more impact and shaken up the Marvel Universe when Wolverine died. No, well, when Wolverine was basically frozen in adamantium. adamantium. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I was expecting everyone to lose their minds. But then you've it also got like Old a... Man Logan. Like, so you're not really it sure... It came out, like, right after that. Yeah, and you're not really sure what's going on. You're like... So he, yeah. so so Wolverine's gone, but an old man Logan from the old man Logan verse is taking his place in the Marvel. Uh huh. Yeah, it, I don't get it. It was like that. That's one of the reasons why, like, like I said, for for myself personally, I started reading less comics. It was like I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. I legitimately have no idea what's going on, and not even just like in the entire universe. It's like I don't even know what's going on with this character. And whatnot, I got it's like I put down Batman's for that same issue. I started reading the new 52, and then I was like, okay, cool, let me read Batman Inc. Man. And then I was like, ah, okay, there's no more Bruce Wayne, but there's Batman's and other play. Okay, that's I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> it became complicated because yeah. you're like, wait, I don't know Bruce what to pick younger. up anymore. Bruce is younger, but Dick's older. Like, I don't get no younger, but older. I don't know, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on. And oh. so it is very confusing. And I feel like both both industries are starting to go, okay. Because I think the big two also the struggle is Tony Stark's been around since 1960-something. Okay? Mm-hmm. How many times can we tell a fresh story with this character? All right? A few more times. You, you, know, you can. You can. But it's going to take some work. You're not going to be lazy about it. Yeah. And it's, not, it's not always just give him another suit. Yeah. Because that, that has been... I will say that's been more Marvel's yeah. Marvel's bag as far as 
most characters is just like, okay, give them another suit. Yeah. Give them another suit and have their mind er like erased or rewritten real quick. And you just sit there and go like, okay, well, sure, why not? You know, what it's like what they did with with Captain America. He's been Hydra. It's like, oh, oh, sure. Like you know, it was it was a good it was a good different story, but it was just sort of like, are you guys running in the bottom of the barrel right now? And you also <laughs> had you had Cap die in the in the mid two thousands, mm -hmm. and then his mind was trapped someplace. It, so it's not. It was very similar because you had the actual Cap still in some sort of mind space yeah. thing going on. It was super similar. And you're like, uh. And that's where I also come that I have issues like. So a recent movie that came out. Let's go ahead and talk oh, Infinity okay. Wars. You've been dying. We need to talk. We Everybody talk. on Facebook is losing their crap. And we are oh, talking yeah. now in, as I look at my wrist without a watch, we are in May. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know when this is going to air, but right now June. we're talking at the beginning of May. It's June. May 9th, 8th? May 11th. May, wow. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. How dare me not know the dates. So we're in May. Okay. And right now, my Facebook feed is still filled with, guys, I just walked out of Infinity War. I don't know how to react. Well, first of all, this is part one of a part two. Mm -hmm. Even though they changed it, it's not technically part one of a part two anymore. But it, it is part one it of part two. Part We're at halftime, guys. Okay. <sighs> Secondly. Down or halfway down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, maybe, I don't know. Maybe comics have desensitized me to death so much that anything that happened in that movie, I'm sitting there going, uh -huh. there, there's a way you can bring it back. They're not really yeah. dead. I mean, I it, it, it's it's. I I will tell people now. Like I said, this is gonna air in 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 June. Yes, I'm. We're not gonna beat around the bush if we talk spoilers. I'm not even going to preface it with spoilers. This is your warning right now. But well, let's be honest. If it's June and you still haven't seen it, this movie's not a priority for you. If at it, this point on May 11th you haven't seen it, this movie's not a priority. Yeah, for it's, you. it's been out for like three weekends mm, now. Yeah. I, I, you should have you know, seen it. If you really there, there are there are certain special circumstances that that I'm not going to go into now. That I can understand when someone's like, I can't see it until X, Y, and Z. But those are special circumstances for the general variety of people out over there. You've had your chance. Anyway, when it's like, like okay, I will. It's like I'll I'll first start out this this way. I love the movie. Oh, mm -hmm. great movie. I love the movie. I don't really have anything that I would change with the movie. I had one thing. I see. It's for for me. If I it was a special effects thing. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, still, we'll we'll get into. If it's a special effects thing, it still can't be worse than uh, Superman's topless. Oh my gosh, that no, was horrible. No. Okay. Well, it was Superman's comparable. top lip. Uh, top lip does not compare to. We've already talked about this. Flash's. Arm flailing run, okay? <laughs> yeah, that's not proper running. Why I like the CW so much about the Flash is because he runs properly. Well, but. It, well, also hearing what so, so I just listened to uh, a podcast that Grant Gustin went and showed up on. Basically, for the fir I think for the first like two, three, or yeah, the first two um, seasons, they just had him harnessed over on a. Uh, over on a treadmill so he literally uh, like and they cranked it over to like six so like no you have to run 
Uh-huh. All right, we'll we'll do all the effects around you, but you have to run, which is why it looks like those arms are tucked in and he's running. They also got him with a running specialist, so that way it's like you're well, going I, to I learn to run. I know this new season. He doesn't look like he's running properly anymore. They stopped with the treadmill. I know. I I know. So I'm like going. He's not running proper anymore. What the crap? Well, they've uh, if you've also noticed, so like on one of the last episodes, they actually messed up in one of the the special effects where you know you know the effect where it's just supposed to be like the real thing is he just runs from behind them and then just sort of like tries to slide or like huh, okay I just ran super fast. Yeah. They actually jacked up where you can actually see him go right behind Cisco and like kind of like wait. And then sort of go, and you see him, like, kind of hop real quick, but it still does the little, like, whoosh. I think I like, saw that whoosh. one, and I was like, what I the said, crap? I, sat, I saw that, I was like, oh, oh, that sucks to be that editor, but okay. No, but <laughs> I also feel like, is, is that that point, are you just kind of phoning it in? You're like, we got our fans, they're going to show up and watch it. Him? Yeah. No. Not him, I'm talking about production, from a production standpoint. As, as a filmmaker, I would say yes. Yeah, but no. Maybe. The part in Infinity War that just the one part that bothered me is near the end, like you have uh, Bruce and the Hulkbuster in the back. Yeah. He's CG'd. Yeah, you see, he you can tell he's very CG into the armor. Like he looks off, and the oh. tone of his skin does not look like the tone in the environment. Yeah. I'd have to re-see that. Yeah. I understand that one. So I was like looking at him, like that's the one special effect that I caught immediately. There was, there was a point where I was looking at him the second time I saw it, and I was thinking the shadow around his face when he when it the helmet's open and you can see his face in the Hulkbuster, mm-hmm. and I yeah. was like, he just looks like a floating head. He doesn't actually look like he's doesn't part look like of he's in it. In and scene. like he to me, if I recall correctly, he looked too bright for yeah. in the jungle where he was at. Right. To me, it was like, like, Weird. They were in there's trees and everything, and he looked like he was right underneath the spotlight. Can we also point out the fact that people gave Batman versus Superman crap for that end scene where everyone's standing around looking all sad, and then they do it in Marvel, and it was like, oh, it's so heart tugging, and it's like, oh, you guys are such hypocrites. It. Thor's best okay, get, getting li- literally just on that when everyone is sitting there going, you know, with like, I don't know how to feel right now. It's like. They, okay, so they all they all basically got whisked away. Worst Let's, was Peter Parker. That's go. that's oh, the only I, one that actually I felt believable. That that's the only one that actually made me feel anything. Rocket yeah. phoned in that performance for his too, because like, so, oh no. What oh, I read yeah. this morning, I guess it made total sense because Spider Man has his spidey sense, and so he felt something coming along. Yeah. Before it happened, and that's why he didn't like the feeling, and he's like. Ah! And if, but it also like it, Tom Holland's performance too. He, though, when I don't want to go, I don't want to. Oh my gosh, that was probably the only, the only one that I actually got teary mm-hmm. about. The rest of them, I was like, yeah, they'll be back. Ex- but him, just because it was his performance, performance alone was tear jerking. It was amazing. Exactly. Well, it's like I, I sit there as, as a person that likes really good writing. His was the only bit where I actually sat there and went, this is why you want us to feel something. This is why it's happening right now. Because you understand the actual emotional ties that they've slowly been building. Okay, when you it's like go back to Iron Man 3, where you finally get Iron Man interacting with a child. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of made, you know, made fun of her, like, why do we have the stupid kid here? No, no, no. And no one could have foreseen the interaction between him and, you know... 
a Spider-Man that many years in advance because they hadn't been talking. But it's still like, okay, I, this this is uh, this is actually pretty cool. And then you continue to see, you know, Civil War, the little small little interaction they had. Civil War boxers right now. <laughs> yep, I am. Nice. <laughs> Captain America, Iron Man, Civil War boxers. Please tell me they're doing like the beam on the shield right at your crotch. No, yeah, <laughs> I mean, no, it's just the the logos well, around. She's trying so hard to console you. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you wanna see? Here's the fun. <laughs> This is all a defense mechanism no, for him. No, no. This is <laughs> this is what I deal with at least once or twice a month. Every single time we try to record something, I'm trying to prove a point, and someone cuts me off. For some mundane out of left field. And what's bad is he does it in a way that makes me go like, I'm not going to, that's it, forget my story. I don't want to do it anymore. Most of the time, I can get right over it. I am, like I said, I'm legitimately but not legitimately irritated right now. You have the weird ability to do this. I'm not, I'm mad not mad. <laughs> I, I, Kelly's name the episode. <laughs> yes. So, you were talking about Civil War. Forget it! <laughs> How long ago did that movie come out? Three weeks ago. Three weeks ago. No. Civil War, yeah. sorry. I was Civil War. Oh, Civil Last War? year? Three years ago. If you want, I could probably find you a, pair, a brand new pair for you. And you guys can be Civil War boxer buddies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I do feel bad. So my dog came over though, as your hands were in your face, so sad, and she's like, "Don't be sad." She's like trying to like, lick you and like, make it make you feel better. She really was. She was like, she could understand and like completely empathize with the like. Was, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, bro. Yeah, it was probably palpable to her. <laughs> your do you, do you remember your sir. thought? No, that's the bad part is I got so frustrated that I don't remember what I was going after. So, So I'm about Civil War. Civil War. Oh, it's gone. I think it's gone. That that little poof. Poof. Brandon knows me well enough. He knows. It's gone. It's gone. It's not coming back. So, remember that look I was giving you when when Kelly was talking about fans? Yeah. Yeah, so he, Kelly doesn't know this. So, we talked a lot in our, in the Crack Brain chat going through and i was like hey guys i ran into a fan at target and i was like and i sent a picture and it's me in the fan section yeah. <laughs> and, and kelly kelly no, no, no. Was you're, really you're giving you're giving it away too quickly because you went hey guys i ran into a fan there was at least a good, like, eight-minute pause. And I start going off. I'm like, oh, my God, that's awesome. It's so amazing. Like, what did you guys talk about? What What are they a fan of? Is, is it YouTube? Is it the podcast? What's going on? And then he waits. He's still waiting. And I'm getting frustrated as I'm like, dude, I know how fast it takes you to respond. 
just, just tell me. Just tell me. Just tell me. And then he just posts a picture of a doggone fan. <laughs> I'm the worst to him. You're such a punk. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> he can't fire me for anything because he for- he'll forget on what it was about. <laughs> Are those Bob Ross pop figures? Yes, they are. <laughs> one's got a raccoon and one's got the big paintbrush and hat. Oh my god. Wait, raccoon? Yeah, look at the one to the right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I said the same thing. Oh, that's thought. the dinosaur baby. Yeah, from from the dinosaurs. I'm the baby. I used to watch that all I'm the time. The baby. I love me. Not, not the mama. Not the mama. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Elvira. And a gnome that I repainted to look like Kelly. You're a gnome shirt though? and Chuck Taylors and huh. a phone and his big glasses that he's currently wearing. And them glasses. Also, fun fact about me, I'm obsessed with dinosaurs. Right. I absolutely love dinosaurs. Does I have a rocking horse? We have a rocking triceratops. I was just noticing that. I was looking Hopefully at that earlier. we'll have children that can actually ride it. Um, but there's also a Tyrannosaurus Rex head mounted on the wall back there. There is. It's like the baby from Lost World. You guys killed it. She's also got the new Jurassic Park Funko set over there. I do. That was my Valentine's Day gift, guys. Aha! My wife wanted dinosaurs and pizza for Valentine's Day. Nom noms! So we got her her favorite pizza, mellow mushroom, and we watched Jurassic Park all day. And he got a babysitter for the dog. My sister had had just had surgery. Family show! Uh, I know, and so my sister had was shipped off to my parents' house in Orem, and Wade was with us by then, and so he had other plans for the afternoon, and we had the entire house to ourselves, watching Dinosaur and eating my favorite pizza. Can I just say marriage goals right there? <laughs> Can I just say lucky husband? My wife didn't want some extravagant dinner. She didn't want, like, flowers out the butt. And I'm maybe... allergic to flowers, so yeah. it not work. No. She literally wanted dinosaurs and pizza. I was like, what do you want to do? And she's like, I don't know. Surprise me. I was like, all right. Got her favorite pizza. We watched Jurassic Park. Happy as a clam. See? Yep. yep. And have... got me the big one, so I had leftover pizza for like oh, three days. Uh. <laughs> I absolutely love that because my last anniversary was and went, got my wife an Instapot, which she'd been talking about forever. She loves the thing more than she loves me. <laughs> it's a current statement, too. And I'm telling you right now, as soon as I brought that thing inside, it was, and, oh, well, kids are going over to Grandma's. <laughs> you go do whatever you want as far as cosplay. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to read my manual. I'm going to cook my food. <laughs> you go do your own thing. So, like... This last anniversary was like, I got you a gift, and I'm being banished to the garage. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Not oh. really complaining, though. <laughs> well, you say, well, I, can't, I don't have any anniversary stories, so. <laughs> I love the fishes because they're so. You delicious. are my children. Flavor blasted. Flavor blasted. Extra cheddar. Ritz they're my favorite. Fishes. But Kelly can't resist them. So, the snacks that we've had here, that's the most junk food I've had in over a week. It's apples. 
No, I no, no. Chips. Like the chips oh, the and chips. the jerky thing. Not the jerky. The chips and the, yeah. the couple of Oreos I just had. I was like, we've been eating. I've been doing really, really well lately. And today I was like, yeah, it's okay. I already went to the gym though, so. See, there you go. Uh, it, see, gains, gains. Which look by by this time, yeah, by the time this comes out, we'll, we'll probably be at least like halfway. I'll, I'll be halfway into the 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 superhero challenge. Which workout challenge? You better start now. We got a photo shoot coming up. Yeah, we'll see. And then, like I've already started working. Like okay. I've gotten, I'm already pre-gaming right now just as far as like, okay, walk around while I'm like spraying a house and I've got like a two, no, it's a two and a half gallon like spray container mm-hmm. and I'll just sit there and just curl this entire thing the entire time. Just do only one arm though. What? Well, <laughs> arm that you got to go like this with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got, I make sure to switch. Your customer comes over and just sees you just sitting there working out with the jug. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, a legitimately a Wells Fargo employee asked me yesterday, like, what are you oh. doing? I'm like, I'm getting in a workout because I work from, like, four in the morning until, like, six at night. So I don't have time to go to the gym. Go shut <laughs> so your like, pie hole okay. and count your ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me. One Mississippi. I, I, I gotta be nice to people with money. Hopefully, I can go and get monies. <laughs> I am a fan of money. I hope to have some someday. Yeah. I just watched uh, Wedding Singer today. That part where he's in the, um, he's the bank. bank and he's trying to apply for a job, and he, the banker's like, "You're an idiot. No, 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 <laughs> no." <laughs> oh my goodness! I've not seen that movie in forever. Gold. I don't think you know what's going on here, do you? So, I saw the the the, the Wonder Woman bag. She did. She's like, oh, I'm starting to make this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, can you make one for my daughter? Her birthday's coming up. So that's what she's working on right now. So and I'm I just sitting here watching. This out. So this is the back of the the bag. So it's it's no. the the blue the background with the white stars, and the front is the front red background with the yellow Wonder Woman. And then I'm going to do embroidery uh-huh. stitching on it with gold. With thread. gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the inside, I'll, I'll have to go get material, but the inside <laughs> lining will be Wonder Woman in the classic colors. Because right now I only have Wonder Woman in gray. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be sick. Her mom's going to hate me. Yeah, she's going to be sick. Why? Well, no, like her mom. Well, actually, no, not so much. I haven't. Right really, now, she seems. Well, she seems more shield. My her her mom hates anything geeky. Really? Why? Yeah, because she's stuck up redneck. But that's a yeah. Stuck up redneck. <laughs> that's what you said? Yeah, I said stuck up. Redneck. All right, we're at one fifteen twenty three. Just so you know. I want to edit this out just in case. She's oh, not going to listen. Okay. Okay, no, no, no. No, no. I'm saying she's for, not for... Gonna, She's not going to listen to this. I had to explain to her what Netflix was. What the hell? Because my daughter was asking for it a couple, few months ago. Here's a question. Where the hell did you meet this cave woman? <laughs> I met her eight years ago. Nine years ago. Hmm. Down in Sandy. Off 106 even remembers the location. So well, like, yeah, this is my Halloween store. <laughs> I hired her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, yeah, five foot little redneck thingy. <laughs> so, no, she hated it because, like, she looked at my light switch 
You see my light switch? It's Superman. She looked at me. He's like, how old was I then? <laughs> You're 23. You got a Superman light switch. She gave me so much crap. But she hated anything that I liked. And that was, you know, conk books, geek stuff, whatnot. But growing up daughter, she likes Wonder Woman. <laughs> what little girl doesn't right now? I know. Also, so, if you guys are done with chips or whatever, there's crustables in the drawer in there. And there's a couple of... More know, food. There's like string cheese and stuff. So I'm, 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 yeah. I'm good and so, <laughs> that's the thing. is like I sat and showed center pictures of local cosplayers. I was like, oh, you know, in their costumes. And she's like, oh, it looks totally like that. And... She didn't know who Green Arrow was. I'm sorry, Kelly. She didn't like yours. Did she know about Blue Arrow? No. <laughs> no I didn't show her that. <laughs> so it was like the, the classic legendary ones, which, well, Green Arrow's a classic legendary, but it's not like the three. <laughs> so, Travis. <laughs> That's what I was saying earlier. The three main ones the that three. everybody knows about. I'm fine, whatever. I'm, I'm well, she knew who. Um, now I'm out of brain fart on uh, Harley Quinn. So, yeah, I am dying to my show, like my grave. From here, let's pick up Harley Quinn movie. <laughs> Thank you. Throw okay. this out there. Okay. All right. I I am increasingly sick of Harley Quinn. Everything right now. She's the Deadpool of the DCU. Yes. Okay. And it's... Uh, I loved Harley when it was... Hey, I love when she, when she got brought in on Batman the Animated Series. You know. That's where she was created. Exactly. It's like, that's where, it's like, that's where she was created. Hands off. And it was, it's like, it was really, really great and whatnot. And I didn't mind that so much. The fact that now we're in a point of <coughs> trying to ship... Mental illness oh, yeah. and abuse is something where it's very aggravating for me. Oh, very aggravating. So every time someone goes, hey, so what do you think of... I'm just like, I, I don't like it. I really wish people would stop family? idolizing her. That's the, I, the okay. thing that I hate is when parents dress their little girls as yeah. party. It's like, do you know anything about the story at all? And I hate people who post things about... Joker and Harley. Oh, relationship goals. You should not have an abusive relationship as mm-hmm. a goal. That is not okay. I'm like, I'm more like, what about Morticia and Gomez Adams? That's yeah. what he just said. Right? Yeah. Right? Like, like, that's that? the best relationship. Okay. Oh, I will boy. say this. Check out Batman White Knight. And basically what happened is they bring in... So, you're sitting there. Harley's like, my pudding, my pudding. And then all of a sudden, this blonde-looking psychiatrist shows up and goes... Shut the hell up and like knocks her out. <laughs> so there's two different Harleys. One is the original Harley that fell in love with the Joker, but she fell in love with like trying to help him. Yeah. And like wanting to help him and trying to almost go along with it to save him and try to break him out of this. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then when she realizes that she can't do it, she leaves him and the Joker goes bananas winds up robbing a bank where there's a blonde teller and he goes like, Harley, help me out here! And he gives her stuff. And then she's like, I'm Harley now. And she goes nuts so crazy. Oh. That's the new like Suicide Squad looking Harley. It's a brilliant take on the way that they do it. And so when 
he becomes so in in the story what happens is that joker is given these pills and he becomes jack napier again that's it's, oh. a, it's an elseworld story okay. he becomes jack napier again that's why the other harley comes back because she's like all right jack's here i can try to still help him because we have this other he, he's back in control of the, the, yeah. the driving so really interesting concept but it's cool the way that like because you went from like the like jester harley quinn harley to the more booty shorts and brassiere sport mm-hmm. harley and there's an explanation for it in there in his world i love it it's really good it's a really interesting story and they just wrapped issue eight out of eight so I, trade should be coming out soon check that out i but might really have to check that out here's mm-hmm. my problem that i have so you have margot roby right mm-hmm. and i i i agree okay so she's gonna produce be producing a lot of the harley stuff that's coming out as far as movies go okay they have a writer who is writing Batgirl, but now she's also going to be writing a Birds of Prey movie. And I guess what happened is Margot Robbie said in a more recent interview, and I could be wrong, internet, so don't jump on me if I am. But in a more recent interview, she goes, Harley's supposed to have a bunch of friends. Like, I could picture her being social. And so, you know what? We need, like, a hard R-rated girl gang movie. So I want Harley to be in the Birds of Prey and blah, blah, blah. And so now what the rumors are is that it's going to be like Harley and Friends, Birds of Prey. And to me, that doesn't no. scream Birds of Prey at all. And art most definitely does not. See, and, and, th- and that's where you kind of get me where it's like, okay, you, you say Birds of Prey. All right, I'm in. Let, let's see what can go. R. Okay. Let's let, let's see where this goes, I guess. And then you go Harley. And like, what story do you have to tell? If Harley wants to be the main antagonist, mm-hmm. and it's the birds of prey trying to like capture her from running amok, okay, I could see that. But they're already talking about like Harley being like the, 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 the ringleader, and like the, she's going to be heading the birds of prey was the terms they used. No, and to me that's not even close. Barbara is the whether whether I mean they've had various roster members, but Barbara or Oracle. No, we'll say Barbara because she is Oracle or Batgirl mm-hmm. has always kind of been like a, a, the like the head whether the consistently always not necessarily but she's always been a main fe- featured point so why why I, would harley be that and i i don't i feel like they're forcing it i also feel like with batgirl batgirl to me has always been a little bit younger and mm-hmm. in doing so she is like a role model for not a role like you got these younger readers that would look up to her and kind of put themselves in that spot. Yeah. What? Why do you need an R-rated movie for this series? I don't see I don't why see you would it need why. it. Yeah. You don't need an R-rated movie. What, are you going to put a bunch of language in there? Now, here is the saving grace I do see from that. DC's going to look at it and go, we're not going to make Birds of Prey R-rated because you've got too many characters that are already familiar with little kids, whether it's through Justice League action or the... DC Super Girls. Yeah, the, the superhero girls. Yeah. All, Lego is... DC's doing a much better job in the Lego universe than they are... It's like than Marvel is right oh, now. Oh, with their, their movies oh, and yeah. video games and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're going to miss out on all that franchising because you know like how many... Whether you agree with it or not, how many parents are going to take their six-year-old to see an R-rated movie? No. They're not going to. So you're going to miss out on ticket sales. You're going to miss out on merchandising. You're going to miss out on clothing, everything like that. So just so you can sell some more stuff in Hot Topic, no one cares. No one cares. 
that has been driving me nuts. Now, there are people like, well, until something starts, I'm not even going to worry about it. And that's true. I really need to be more like that. Because even if they do pull the trigger on it, what is my what are my words really going to say? They're not going to mm. say anything. They're not going to do anything. Nobody cares. But it is one of those things where it's like, man, like... I, You've got dots in here. Yeah, dots in... And so it's like, like Will's actually, and I'll, I'll forward it to you guys, Will's wrote a Birds of Prey screenplay. And he's, he's like, he, he had surgery on his hip. I know, so sad. He had surgery on his hip. And so he's been kind of like, like rear window, like, yeah, you know, Jimmy Stewart and his wheelchair just kind of <laughs> yep. stuck. And so he sat down and he wrote like a Birds of Prey screenplay. It's 113 pages and I haven't been able to read all of it yet, but it's just him being a comic fan, just writing it. And it's so much better than like, I don't understand why you'd need to make it a rated R. Like what story do you need to tell with Batgirl that's going to be rated R? See, I think what, what the craze is right now is when it comes to like, <sighs> Okay, handling DC right now, I'll say for the most part, their live action is all over the place. Oh. Okay. That's an understatement. I love DC, and that's a huge... Yeah, it's like from TV to movies, it's all over the place. One thing that I would absolutely love from them is basically... I, I hate saying like, oh, it's the Marvel method, but you get one person... Or at least a, a group of people that are fans of the characters, fam- fans of the comics, and fans of the universe that can sit there and go, okay, here's what we're going to go and do. Okay, let's make some a little bit of cohesion. It's not like everyone needs to interact with everybody, but let's at least give it where you've got, we can bring in new fans, we're loyal to the old fans, and we make everything seem like, you know what, I can get behind this. Because... Watching the Suicide movie, I got 30 minutes in and went, I don't care about anything right now. Yeah, is that what they did with Jeff, or tried to do with Jeff Johns? They kind of tried to do that. But But then they pulled him out! Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, too. Stop with the team movies. You can't establish characters through a a team movie. No! It doesn't work that way. You need to do solos first. As much... So I have a problem with... The Marvel fans, the well, let's put the MCU fans mm-hmm. that just trash on anything DC because it's the cool thing to do, and really all they know is the MCU. They don't really know about the source material. They don't care, but they talk the most trash out of anybody else. That right there sometimes hardly puts me on the defensive as far as like like MCU movies. I mm-hmm. feel like more recently they've been a little bit more cookie cutter. I loved Thor Ragnarok because I felt like it was so different. Like, yeah. They were like, you know what? This franchise is failing. Failing. Give it to Waikas. Uh, you know, see what he can do. Taika Yeah. See what he can do. And he, I thought it was hilarious. I loved it. It was action. It was comedy. But it wasn't like the same kind of cookie cutter stuff. Yeah. And so. Even the music wasn't cookie cutter. Yeah. Exactly. I liked. Mm. I loved how random it was. It was great. But so, but it puts me on the defensive just from the fans. But Marvel played this right. Ten years establishing to get to the point where they did here. Yeah. I mean, that... that, that, that I mean, That's good. It's like, they, were, they took the time, they, they, they fleshed out characters. Mm-hmm. That's That right there is one of the bigger things. We're like, okay, you know, we were talking about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. A character that I still think... DC has dropped the ball on, but has so much potential. And this comes as not, like, the <laughs> biggest fan of this character at all, really. Green Lantern. Yeah. Green Lantern, you know, and 
pick a story, you know, honestly, stick, you know, stick with Hal Jordan for, you know, for a while. I'm not even where it's like, oh, well, I can't wait to, to bring Jon Stewart into it. Kyle Ra- Rayner? Cool. Kyle Rayner? Yeah. yeah. Dude, totally. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fun one. <laughs> you know, but it's like, you've got such a wealth of, you know, of this really interesting character that, honestly, when you think about his power set, it's something that... Name another character that is similar to that. I really honestly can't think of one that is similar to, you know, that is similar to Green Lantern. You know, you can think of other strong characters. You can think of other ones that that do like force, or like kind of like force projections and stuff like that. But specifically, what he does—it's almost anything's possible. Exactly. You know, but it's like if you were to take the time to flesh him out. As a character, goes slow. We all, we already, we already know everything that we need to know about Batman. We know everything that we need to know about Superman. They did a fantastic job with Wonder Woman. Yes. I knew a little bit about Wonder Woman. Caught up and was like, I love Wonder Woman. Yeah. Okay. Flash. Getting to know Flash a little bit better. You know, that's another character. It's like, figure, you know, let, let's figure some stuff out with him. I guess some stuff's coming out too. Where now, now they're potentially dropping Flashpoint for a movie, and it's like I'm mad at that. How, I'm not either because I don't feel like there's enough established for you to actually care right. about Flashpoint. But I mean, let's be honest. How long has Flash been in like pre-production? Got their three directors. They I think did they finally officially sign on the brothers? I don't know. They did the they did Spider-Man: Homecoming. I, I, I'm sitting there going, so well, you need to do something because right now nobody knows what's going on. Yeah. I mean, uh, same thing Aquaman's, with Aquaman. Aquaman is supposed to come out in December. We know nothing about it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's finished filming, right? Yeah. They're yeah. supposed. I, they'll probably have a trailer at San Diego. But I feel like that's not a lot of time to hype up your movie because that's going to be in July, and then you got August, September, October, November, like five months. I don't yeah. feel like. It's, but they've been that way with everything. They haven't had trailers for very much, you know. And well, if they, they do the San Diego typical. Well, yeah, they, and then they do this typical San Diego, well, we're going to do a teaser only for people, so you're only going to have leaked stuff? Like, all right. Now, I do, I am excited that it's James Wan. I love him as a director. Mm-hmm. He's also going to be producing and, and have his hands involved with the Swamp Thing DCU live-action show. And he's going to be Gotham oh. Horror, which, that excites me. I think that could be that really cool. Swamp Thing in general excites me. Oh, the green. Oh, well, going on with the whole promotion thing, like everyone kind of got well. I I talked to got sick when they promoted something like a year and a half in advance. Yeah, I was like, 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 why are you saying it now? Why don't you work on it and, and do you know, something and keep pushing it back and back? And who knows? That could be a problem they're having is they're still not sure. Now I heard early reports of Aquaman stuff. Is they're saying that it's going to be just as good as Wonder Woman as far as like complete, cohesive. You're going to enjoy it. It's going to be fun. It's not going to be rushed, which a lot of this other stuff felt, you know, like. And and, and as uh, I didn't have nearly as many problems with Justice League as quite a few other people out over there. Sure. But one of the problems I did have is I just didn't care for Aquaman at all. Yeah. I was like, he, you're just a prick. I don't get why you're actually helping them out. I don't get... You, why are you here? Yeah. You know, other than the fact that, like, we need one box, other person. There was a mother box in Atlantis. Yeah. That's it. And But see, even then, you don't care. He comes in, he has a brief moment with Mira, and you're like... Yeah. It's like, I, 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 I get nothing from you. So, 
when you know when it was like oh, okay well there's gonna be an aquaman movie i'm like okay because i really don't care about this character right now and i i hope that that changes with the movie i think it probably will because you're gonna be able to focus on the character itself yeah. you gotta understand why i mean if you know about the character in his backstory the angst against atlantis makes sense because mm-hmm. of his mother and his father's interactions and the way that he felt abandoned okay i get that but you, none of that's established. Most of no. the people don't know that unless they're Aquaman fans. And even if you're a comic book fan, most comic book fans aren't Aquaman fans. So, I yep. mean, you know, and it, like I said, it's like even just it's like even just talking about that, I have, I'm very, I'm very nonplussed, but still very like somewhat curious as to, as far as what they're going to do with that movie because I'm sitting there going, okay, you figure you're probably gonna get Black Manta. Okay. You if, think. If they don't, I'm sitting there going, okay. Then that's the thing, though. I haven't seen anything as far as a plot goes. Yeah. We've seen him by a train or something. I don't know. He's walking. He's like, yeah. We've seen that. We've seen Amber Heard <laughs> by a lake. Yeah. That's it, it. We saw them. We saw a short video of them prancing around in the ocean. Exactly. That's it. That's all we've literally seen. I don't know anything else. Now, I haven't done, like, a like, super sleuth digging. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not I'll do a super care. sleuth digging. But, you know... Like I'm sitting there going, I don't know anything really about the movie. Yeah, I, I like there, there, there's a I vast think, amount of. Potential I think they said Ocean Master is going to be in it. Okay. And I don't, I. But is did that... they say Patrick Wilson's going to be Ocean Master? Is that something I remember, or am I just making that up? I could have swore they said Patrick Wilson would be at Ocean Master, but he's also the president. In Justice League or Batman versus Superman. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. I'm like, that. How Patrick does that Wilson? work? Yeah, he was the he was the voice of the president on the phone in Batman versus Superman. Oh. When they're talking about firing the nukes. Yeah, cause. Hey, fat girl. Cause I. Like I said, it's like I, she's like breaking into your Cheetos. <laughs> you know, it's like when when I cause like I'm I'll I'll admit with Aquaman I'm selfish. One of the storylines that I want to go and see is I want to see them bring Calder up. Yeah. Into it. And to go and go like, okay, no, this is Black... It's like, this is... Spoiler! This is Black Manta's son, you know, and have him try to be an assassin that kids like that is sent to go and kill Aquaman. Was that, that the story in the comics? Was he like a plant? Uh, not necessarily, but it was still like... Aquaman, like... It was more along the lines of like, he, he, he was a soldier for Black Manta. And just happened to kind of get like Black Manta just sort of like kind of kicked him over to the side and was like, "Yeah, you're great, you're my son, but unfortunately, you're not. It's like you're not working out for a soldier sure. and whatnot." Aquaman just happened to find him. Like Arthur just found him. And was like, "Okay, well, let's go and bring you over." They had this like butting heads mentality, and then finally it was like, "Oh, well, you'll be my new ward." Okay. And whatnot. I would love to honestly see it where it's like he's an assassin, gets captured, and basically spends most of the time like in a like in a cell you know he's mad over at his father but he's got a mission and whatnot and then slowly bring him around because that's a story that i hope that they kind of do in young justice outsiders Mm -hmm. fully describe that because that's kind of where they were going with it i want to see him do it (laughs) it'd be cool if they had him in there as like a a plant and an assassin and then Mm -hmm. with is it tula is that the the girl i can't remember Something like that. But have it be like where he has his relationship with her, and then he's torn when he's supposed to, but he's in love with her. Yeah. And, you know. It's, and and that, like, that's one of the biggest things that I always have to try to go and tell people. It's like, Calderon is 
is like there's a reason why he has gills and why none of the Atlanteans have gills, yeah. especially inside the inside the exact same spot. He is not one of them, and yeah. it's one of the like that's one of the angst that he always deals with. It's like everyone knows that he's not like he's not a true Atlantean and whatnot. They don't like him for that. That's why Arthur loves dealing with it's like no. I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. You know, and, and they've been dealing a lot. Aboard. They've been playing off that a lot with the rebirth stuff where you have like the nine levels in Atlantis and they have people that are at the bottom level and they've been like actually like due to whatever evolving into like almost like hybrid creatures and yeah. they're treated less <clears throat> by the Atlanteans. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of interesting. You can play off that really well. But... Yeah. I, there's such a wealth that it's like, come on, give it to us. Give it to us. You know, like, like I said, I'm I'm a Marvel zombie. I love Marvel. But I also grew up also in the DC camp. Yeah. And I y'all can quote me as I say this. DC has always had better stories to tell. They always have. Here comes the hate mail. <laughs> they can send it. I really don't care. Send it, send it to me. I, I've I've had I've had so much fun reading DC. The only problem that I ever had with DC was the fact that when I was reading it, I was too young to understand half the crud that was going on. Yeah. I was like, I was nine years old. And I'm like, oh, that's great. I, I don't like understand what Batman's doing. Yeah. Why is he dark and why is he mad? You know, <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, oh, well, there's X-Men. Oh, there's a bunch of kids. I can identify with that, which is why I, I started reading that. Yeah. You know, so. But even looking back, like at X-Men, like in 92 when Jim Lee took over and they did like X-Men Genesis, mm. Mutant Genesis with the Chris Claremont, I remember like looking at it and going, I don't know what's happening, but there's Gambit. We don't know to me. Like, yep. And so like <laughs> half of that is like kids that don't like. They don't know what's they going don't, on. They don't really know what's going on, but you, hey, the art's pretty. Yeah. You know, like. So what it was. First comic book I read was Gambit. Didn't know what was going on, but it was pretty Dude horrible. that threw cards that looked pinkish. He looked B.A. <laughs> Look at him smoking his cigarette. Marvel won't let him do that. Disney. Disney. Logan can't enjoy his cigars. Disney. <laughs> no comment. No comment. No comment. I, I get no it. Like, you don't want kids. I mean, I... I mean, at the same time, like I remember, like reading Gambit, and everybody, everybody smoked in the early '90s X-Men. Everybody. Yeah. I never want to try cigarettes myself, so I don't. But I understand it. Like it's pretty. Like, I'm gonna be Gambit. <sighs> I, I, I still don't get it because it, it, I'm not going on an international culture rant right now, but I just mm, don't get it. <laughs> no, you don't get grapes. Here we go. I. You, okay, we are well past two hours. How much of this actual podcast material? Um, I My story about the Bensons? <laughs> it's not interrupted by underwear or a dog barking? I don't know. That underwear came ready? pretty late. Do you want to show them your trick? You're such a prick. Oh. You guys ready? Watch By her. the way. Watch her. High five? Good girl. So, for those who are just joining us... Dear God, if you're just joining us. I know. We've got SLC Green Arrow. Hi, guys. I'm SLC Green Arrow. I'm here with... (laughs) (laughs) Two and a half hours. Yes. Did we not say my name? Yes. Two and a half hours. (laughs) 
So, yeah, we 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 went through. You did it on purpose. No, I didn't because I brought it up earlier. And then the subject changed. I'm you, pretty sure I said my name is Kelly. Yeah, it's Kelly. But you didn't do the intro. <laughs> What's up, guys? This is SLC Green Arrow on Crack Brain Podcast. <laughs> the woodpecker. <laughs> I just got woodpecked. <laughs> the I, woodpecker. You hate me. I need to get better about this. I really Do you want me to hold up flashcards and say... Here's the deal, though. You can take and edit that part into the very front. But he knows I'm not going to. Because <laughs> it's way more funny if I don't. <laughs> he, 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 he loves seeing me just go crazy with the editing I have to do. He doesn't want to do it himself. I haven't even started editing Cracktube yet for this month. It's okay. Your 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 review is not gonna be on that. <laughs> so Ugh, I haven't posted in like two days. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I I. <laughs> Hooray! I didn't I do it on purpose. <laughs> I introduce people as we end. <laughs> Thanks guys for joining Crack Brain Podcast and SLC Green Arrow. How can they find your stuff? <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, Woodpecker Cosplay, one word. And Crack Brain on YouTube. The Crack Brain. The Crack Brain on the YouTube. The Crack Brain. There you go. SLC Green Arrow on Instagram, SLCGA on Twitter, and SLC Green Arrow again on the Book of Face. Can I really say that? I've been really enjoying your Twitter. My Twitter? Yeah. It's nothing but comic book stuff. That's why I've been really enjoying your Twitter. It's just art and stuff. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. <laughs> you see me blast some jerkwad tonight. Yep. <laughs> Woo! Put him on, put him on blast. Don't be rude. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. You can also look up uh, SLC Green Arrow. My uh, my 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 PIC, my partner in crime, is my wife, and we have pinpoint P O Y N T, pinpoint effects, and then you can also see her art and cosplays on. Uh, Tennisley underscore cosplay. Um, and hopefully within the next month or so, once we build up some inventory, we will be having uh, geek bags for sale. Yeah. I am really cool. We might be doing a commission one? as we speak right now. For we someone. actually are working. I didn't start sewing, but I'm at the point where I can start sewing Stone, together. Yeah. So while we were... She's going to go crazy for Gavin, it. Gavin, I was getting a project ready to go for Woodpecker Cosplay. Woo! It's going to be dope. I'm going to take a picture of it, blast it. Then you get, yeah. It's going to be so cool. Thank you. There you go. I'm excited. There we go. All right, people. I Then, in conclusion, I will talk to you all later. Yay! Bye.